It's time for another Game Day, hosted by Flames Nation and Barn Burner at Greta Bar YYC. Join the crew at our favorite Game Day watch party spot, Greta Bar YYC, Saturday, March 23rd to watch Calgary take on Vancouver. Doors open at 7 p.m. Tickets are $10. Good food, good prizes, and a guaranteed good time. This event is brought to you by McLeod Law LLP and Village Honda. Get your tickets at nationgear.ca before they sell out. If you're a Shark Tank fan or business junkie, check out the podcast Another Bite. Each week, Another Bite breaks down the biggest success stories and most disastrous failures to come out of Shark Tank. The hosts break down each company's pitch, analyze the deals that were or weren't made, and answer the million-dollar question, are they still a company? Whether you're an entrepreneur looking for tips or a Shark Tank fan that just wants to relive the drama, Another Bite's your deep dive into the world of Shark Tank. Just search for Another Bite in your favorite podcast app, like the one you're listening to right now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the show, Monday. How many days this month? Because it's almost over, right? January, poof, gone, just like that. Uh, same as every January, I believe. I All right. Next month is very different, but 31, I'm told. Okay. Are we ready for February? Are we ready to say uh, farewell to January? How would we rate our, our January? Uh, Boy, was it a mixed bag. Oof. It was a mixed bag. I had illness mm-hmm. and yeah. snow and cold and yuck. Victories and losses. I guess it wasn't a mixed bag. It was just the shits. Just the shits. Okay. Yeah. Well, and here we had like minus a billion uh, for a while. And then now this place on the like planet. A week of like overnight lows aren't even getting in the, in the uh, below zero. This is yeah. a real tough, tough month for the, the ice makers. Dude. Is that what it is? It's just tough. All right, well, too cold to flood, too warm. Tease to and peace for all yeah. the uh, the ice makers out there. Right. Tease and peace. Ah, it's the all star break. The old All Star break, as uh, the Flames. What do we? Well, I was going to say they kind of limped into it. Now they did get a win on their final game of Ooh. the sked prior to, but still kind of impressive like win of the year. Kind least of impressive like win of the year. Got to be right. Like they limped in. Yeah, these Blackhawks. You know. Oh, can I be honest? Didn't can- watch it. I, I couldn't I appreciate watch the it. honesty. Yeah. yeah. I was in Rochester on Saturday night, so I couldn't watch it. And then I saw it was one nothing and I saw the comments on the game and I'm like, oh, yeah. I, 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 I can't I'm not gonna spend three hours break <laughs> pushing my way through this or two hours, whatever it is. Can I give you a 10 second synopsis? Yes, please. You'd love one. Yeah. Uh five breakaways allowed in the first half to half Ooh. of the Chicago Blackhawks and half of the uh, Iceford uh, Rockford <laughs> the Ice Hogs. Icehawks. Uh Markstrom hangs a zero and without him you lose 6 nothing. The end. Welcome to the All-Star break, friends. So trade marks from immediately. Well, maybe 6-1 because the Flames did score a goal. 
Uh, it was a power play goal as well, which is kind of yeah. like Haley's Comet these days. So I don't want to not celebrate that. And an Elias Lindholm goal, which has been uh, as infrequent. Well, the I mean, if you're an all-star, you're used to scoring lots, right? That's right. He's eating up. He's just getting ready for the three-on-three out there. He's buzzing. Oh, dear. Back of the yeah. line was good. Everything else was complete horseshit. They shuffled the lines. It was not a good night at the office for almost anyone except Markstrom. But I'll tell you what, they're having a hell of a day today. What are they doing today? Travel day would have been yesterday. I know they are fully. They're hung umbrellas and cocktails. Maybe they are. They are enjoying all the vitamin D they can get. Mm -hmm. I. These guys are so stupid. <laughs> so stupid. I heard a Buffalo Saber wanted to ask one of his coaches if he would skate him. During the break. Hmm. Now, what does that mean? That means that this guy is not going to get vitamin D and sunshine and relax. He's going to get on the ice and bear yeah. down. So that is dumb. I, I, I can't decide if he should. Wow. Look at the commitment. Like, you know what, who does that, right? Who chooses to stay in Buffalo mm -hmm. when he can go somewhere else? In the winter of all places, Dean. No kidding. What Seems a loser. Truth. Truth bomb for sure. Why would you choose Buffalo, right? Yeah, I mean, God, it's who knows. Oh, there. You're freezy. Freezy pop over there. Anyway, yeah, so the Flames do win. They snap the, uh, the losing skid, but in the most unimpressive of ways. Uh, Markstrom, again, great. And I, I love him even just reading the chat here this morning. Yeah, Markstrom has been their best player. It's not probably not close. There are some other guys who have had a good season or at least have had a good stretch. It's like Markstrom. So great. Who's the first one we're trading? Hopefully Markstrom. It's like, thanks for your service. Get out. It's two points we don't need. Yeah, where would you be in the standings without Markstrom this year is kind of the way to frame it because if you do move them, I don't know that it's out of the question you get a top-five pick. I, I think and, th and that's what this team lacks long-term. They have no franchise players potentially, right? Can I interrupt you there, though? How do you get this top-five pick if you move Markstrom? Well, you're think about how many points you won't be getting with without a, Vez, a Vesna vote getting dropped to the top five. Okay, yeah. Well, he got yeah. you two I'm the sorry. other night. I interpreted sure. that comment as if you move him, you'll get no, um, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, you're trading him to a contender if you do, and that's gotcha. a late pick. Gotcha. I see what gotcha. you're saying. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, I'm talking about their own draft pick. They just there's too many nights where you know he's been the only reason they get points, and it's not that they don't work hard, but it's just so clear there's no top end of this roster. Yeah, team performance, it feels like, would be uh, in, ter in terms of performance in the standings. Uh, and, and hey, and if you're on this team and they trade Markstrom, you've got a pretty clear indicator of what the management mm -hmm. thinks of you. Like, yeah. how bad are the efforts going to be after that? Well, I, hey, well <laughs> this week even was more of that. Uh, as plucky as they were when the dads were around, it just they were not the hardest working team in hockey this week against St. Louis, Columbus, and Chicago. That, that is a, you know, something we don't talk about though. The, okay. You decide Conroy and the boys decide, let's get him out of here. He's willing to go. We're going to get him something in return that we like. Markstrom's gone. How do you manage the rest of those guys? Like if I was going to ask you, Rhett, if I was going to ask you, 
you've been waiting for years and whoever you want to blame or whatever, they have finally got something in that room. It feels like it's, it's chemistry. There's maybe something to build on. You've got a foundation coach, GM, everything's new and guys seem to, now we're going to take some, some key pieces out of that room. Is there, is there enough of that foundation that's been built to say, okay, well, that's the way it's going to wow, be. This year's not a year, but. Yeah, that's the hard part, right? Because I think guys like Coleman, I mean, Backlund ain't going anywhere. He just mm -hmm. resigned. You don't Backlund, know. Coleman, Cadre, Huberto, Weger, Anderson, you're stuck but with these Cole, guys. Okay, but there's certain guys. Huberto, you, I don't know what you do with the guy, right? Like, that's that's an outlier. He's $10.5 million. It's way yeah. too much money. He can't keep up. He can't perform. Nobody wants him. And you don't want him, to be quite honest, at 10 and a half if he's not going to, right? Like, yeah, it, it's I don't know what kind of leadership. No one has mentioned his name when they were searching for a captain, right? Like, I think it's a polite A on his jersey. It has nothing to do with leadership skills. Best, right? Yeah, so, let's try to get but, his pumped up. But Blake Coleman, Blake Coleman's going to go, huh, well, why am I here still? Like, Cadre the same. Cadre's gonna right now. You're gonna have disgruntled to a point. You 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 run a very good chance of of those guys getting disgruntled and going. Well, I don't want to be part of this. Which is this why I think you could get a tough five pick because it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be ugly. Which is fine, but we like the top five pick, but we don't like bad mojo for the next two three years with everyone else around. Yeah, I think there's only something like five weeks from the deadline to the end of the season. Uh, it could be really ugly. And I, I know what you're saying with the culture, but like they're going to backfill and make trades and there'll be some younger players that come in and they're not going to do nothing in free. Like it'll be a new group next year. I'm not, I think Huska and the leadership group have done a good job of creating a place where people want to show up and work and they're smiling. Um, but yeah, it, it could be an ugly five weeks. It really could. Because there's still what I, I counted this morning, but there's 13 games to the deadline, basically all of February and then into March. Yeah, six weeks from tomorrow, I think. Are we so? Where are are we all? I mean, I guess let's include other people. Let, let, let's try and speak for others because I know how the three of us feel about it. With 13 games out, the All Star break is here. We're past the halfway point. We've seen enough, right? There's no more. Oh, well, maybe they can sneak in. Well, you can play for a wild card. Oh. Like that's done, right? We're done. I I'm done. I've been done for two years. I was uh, in last week. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, you were done for two years, and then they got you at the dad's trip. And I'm kidding. I said I'm like, fine. If I said I'm not okay, maybe I did say I was in. If yeah. they were going to play a certain way, have yeah, they played, and they need to, to play that way. They played against Chicago, and they absolutely put their fucking feet up. So that's not the that same team that two weeks ago. Are you at all concerned with that? Now, because you said I think it's a huge indicator. Because I, I, really I wonder, well, I think we just, we shrug it off. Well, it's the all-star game. And there was mm -hmm. two tough teams. You had the Leafs and the Oilers. And then that, we knew that was going to be bad. Okay. Or is, are we just kind of letting them you had, slide? You had world-class goaltending and you didn't show up and work. You, are you telling me you can't out-compete Chicago? They packed it in, which is the problem that they've had in the past. And we didn't see it for two months. Yeah. But that, but now it's getting back to okay. Well, you're fifty, you're five hundred. Half the season you haven't showed up and played as hard as you can, and the other half you did. Like, no, you have. I, if people are still in. I'm shocked. I don't think there's many left. Like St. Louis is a team you're competing with. They outclassed you pretty good, didn't they? 
twice. Yeah, that's the thing. You can you can squint. Columbus was beating you. You you didn't you couldn't you weren't going to beat Columbus, and, and you, you weren't going to beat St. Louis. And yeah, you beat Chicago. But to your point, that's not it. It's just not an NHL no. average caliber roster. So congrats on the one nothing win. But you also lost to that team. And if it weren't for Markstrom, you you don't win on Saturday. Mm-hmm. They are what we thought they were, guys. They are. They are. They're not quite good enough. Which I think we're okay with. But again, we're. We're kind of singing from the same hymn book. We've been ready for them to to move on and sell for a while. I mean, look at Rhett right now. He's just, he's beside yeah. himself. I don't know what's going on every day at this time. <laughs> it's like, why? It's, what's the shoveler got? Has she got a regular viewing pattern here with something Maybe in the other room? Maybe there's an OnlyFans account. <laughs> True enough. There's a lot of bandwidth. What's going on? There's a lot of bandwidth, yeah. <laughs> I got... Uh, well. Oh, well. Yeah, premium account. I mean, very high def. I can't even the can't even operate the computer. Like I, it's the. Now, is this still the old shitty one or the new one that you bought to try to replace the old shitty one? No, this one's great. This is, is it? Well, yeah, it seems. Yeah, yeah. I'll be back. Really knocking this out yeah. of the park. You know what I like there? He's like, can I just admit I didn't watch the game? I didn't watch the game. You put your feet up against Chicago. You don't even work. I'm like, yeah. you didn't see the game. <laughs> yeah, it's the game you didn't see. <laughs> He's become a hot take machine. It's incredible. It's very impressive. Well, sure. It's when when you're at this point, it's you can start to have your takes. But again, this is it's not like this has been a new swerve or something. This really no. is kind of the same. We we were the outlier was when they competed and played their tails off and got wins. That felt like this is new. This is yeah, something we haven't seen. Except that they've kind of been in every game all year, minus like less than a handful. Well, it's, that's what uh, I mean, right? Yeah. Like it's, so to to say that they're close enough to compete is like, yeah, they're just not good enough to consistently win games even against the worst teams in the league it's it's odd you can hang with vegas you can win in their building okay they're knocked up a little you take two from dallas and then it's like chicago's outplayed you twice god you're stuck in the middle and that's the worst place to be in this league get some playoff revenue have some deep runs or collect high-end picks the rest is just pain peak sadness peak sadness we talked peak about sadness. ninth in the west peak sadness and it's not that you're feeling sorry for them because it's mm-hmm. part of being a pro and part of being an athlete and all of that. But I, I kind of had, so what, what happens? How does, for starters, there's the rumor mill that's been chugging. Hannafin, are you staying? Or are you going? What about you, Tanev? Mm-hmm. Well, Lindholm is he's got, what, what what's this team doing? So there's those yeah. rumors, but what if some yeah. other guys get in that mix? How does that affect guys? You got to deal with it. I mean, right. Grab mm-hmm. a hold and give them a twist and, and deal with it. But Leading up to the deadline, guys hearing maybe their own names in the rumor mill, plus other guys who could be great friends and they've been buddies forever. And then once the deadline passes and you look around the room and there's some key guys gone and some new faces in there that you don't know, how do you, what, what does the remainder of this season look like? Because to this point, even despite the fact their points percentage tied for seventh from the bottom, Mm-hmm. It feels like this has kind of been a good season. I don't understand it, right? Any other year where you'd be right here in the standings, you'd be up in arms and sour and pissed off. But if anything, I feel like people want it to be <laughs> a little bit lower to the bottom. Uh, yeah, we're but here. it's close, right? There's, there's, there, I think there's four awful teams this year. Chicago, San Jose, Columbus, 
and forgive me for forgetting the other one, but I, I, I think I Ottawa is still get their shit think it together. Was Columbus, right? The team that came in and beat us, beat them last week. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, you can't just say, "Oh, look, they lost to a bad team." You also yeah. have to acknowledge that you know they they beat Dallas, they beat Vegas. They've it's yeah. not like they're they're outclassed in this league. They are definitely in the right league. Um, but I just think it's it's so clearly obvious when you see how like Saturday they wouldn't put Shillington and Gilbert on the ice together. That's how weary they are about their third pair right now. And I get it. You're easing Shillington back in Gilbert's missed a bunch of time. He's probably an AHL defenseman on a, a normal club and was with this club. If they were healthy at the start of the year before they sold Zadorov, et cetera. Um, they literally were rolling right pair defenders with those two, instead of putting them out as a pair, you subtract a Tanev and, a Hannafin? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just so obvious what's going to happen. They can still work. They can still have good attitudes. They'll still have young kids coming to work, happy to be in the NHL. They got Marty Pospisil activated off IR, though he didn't play on Saturday. They're still going to work and be young. But, yeah, the only worry is really about the vets, like Kadri especially, because you saw last year what happened when the team wasn't going the way he wanted. I still come back to it. It's not like I'm being preachy or whatever. But what is it you want? Because you can you can look, how did you fare against Chicago and St. Louis and these teams? I invite you to throw on, if you haven't, go watch a Colorado Avalanche game. Go watch one of the wow. watch watch this hockey that's being played at the top of the divisions. These teams are at the top of the standings. Go and watch these games and the pace of play and the skill level. Mm -hmm. And then decide is that what you want? Or do you want are you really gung-ho for the uh, the wild card? Yeah, because I know what I want, and I know what I I've do, seen. Yeah, I've, I've been here a long time. I've, I look, I you can't tell, but there's a lot of gray hair under the hat. Is that right? God Almighty, it's um, it's a, the game has changed. It is all about speed. I, I'm not telling anybody things they don't know, mm -hmm. and I don't even really. It's not even. I'm not trying to convince anybody to think differently than they do. But every time I watch a Nathan McKinnon highlight, or watch Kale McCarr, or watch these guys play, it's they're so. Yeah, you might be able to hang for a night or two, mm -hmm. but it's not who you are. No, and I feel like what you've just said is almost a plea to ownership because it's an organizational philosophy to prioritize getting into that wild card rather than dip out and try to achieve some elite talent at the top of the draft. And I get it. There's some scars from you know the early 90s through to 2004. They tried to rebuild. Uh, it was awful. They, they also didn't know how to draft and develop back then. It was Daniel Kachuk. Enrico Fada and, you know, Brent Cron, uh, not necessarily his oh, fault with just... some injuries, but like you're picking guys in the top 10, you got nothing to show for it. Nothing. Yeah. If those are franchise players, maybe this owner is a little more like, yeah, let's rebuild. We've done this before. It's worked. It hasn't worked for them. And no. I think Ken Even Wilson, fast forward we... to the again, we've talked about it. Yep. That you had to get something for guys that were leaving, but in essence, that is a stab at rebuild. And you got nothing from that. Yep. So I get why there's some trepidation. Let's try and yeah. at least be in that mix and get in. Then once you, once you get in, anything can happen. Yeah. You can almost understand that way of thinking. And it's easy mm -hmm. for for guys like us or whatever. Just say, come on, mm -hmm. move away from it. I still, it's a hockey savvy enough market that people will be able to understand. Bring some kids in and take a swing yep. at it. And I guess if it's, maybe it's too easy to say, I don't know. Well, and I will say this, if there's fear about um, the ability to hit in the draft, it should be much less than it was um, in both the Feaster and the the 90s era where they were just dog shit in the draft. They've been a much better drafting team. 
Um, they, they have not had the high profile swings and misses that the nineties were characterized by. Um, so hopefully that is part of the equation that Connie's trying to sell the ownership. Say, look, if we get a couple picks in the twenties and we have one in the top 10, like we're going to find some players here. This isn't going to be a bunch of no name scrubs that never played. Uh, it, it's probably not a promise, but you certainly have to like the probability better when you see what they've done in the draft. They found a Zary in the mid twenties, you know? Sorry. I, I Clearly I've screwed up and missed the whole conversation, but is Edmund not, Edmonton, not a good example of, of, they haven't done a good job of drafting, but look where they are. Two superstars. Right? Like, it's maybe not everything, and it's not the example people want to hear, but they were horseshit for a while. Ten years. How did you get McDavid? <laughs> yeah. The best, well, maybe the, the best, thing was is maybe the they, best they, ever. They tried to win that year. It was not Buffalo's superb tanking effort that had them dead last in the McDavid draft year. It was, uh, we're going to go for this. We think we're, we can make the playoffs. We're, we're trying to win. They were just that incompetent. And that's why it infuriates so many people outside of Edmonton that when that draft lottery hit, it was their fourth first overall pick in seven years. And it was a team that was the worst run in pro hockey. And and to see them get that player was, I mean, it's I'm still not over it. I don't know about you guys, but like if you no, want to parade with me and you're when not, he leaves, I'd do that. Yeah, you don't want to applaud the Oilers, but and yeah, they I don't, failed. And like into you it. said, I don't think they had a plan for that. No, and you should have plan to yeah, you know, At the same time, there were a lot of first overall picks. They could have expedited the process for sure. Right. Yeah, it was um, the third overall pick that was the stud in Drysaddle. The the Hall Yakupov R N H. You know, but, bad player. And a couple of good players, but not superstars. But the point is just the same where whoever you want is Chicago. Yeah. You get Bedard because you're shit. Mm -hmm. That's. Yeah. And then there's teams like Boston where it's like we hit on Marchand and Bergeron as second round players. We do well with mid to late picks. There, There's not a hit and free agency with Chara, which is almost impossible. That's the greatest free yeah. agent signing of all time. But uh, I mean, Really, what that is is just that's a that's a team that drafts and develops. Like they have a, a 19 year old centerman walk onto the team this year that no well, one's heard of. You're like, that's yeah. a good draft and develop team. You don't have to be top ten. It's just a little easier if it is. And that's just it. Like you don't have to fail spectacularly. Buffalo's been the worst, and they've done nothing, and they're wasting it still. Right? Yeah. They're, they're, they're still terrible, but they've also had bad luck because they're Buffalo. They didn't get McDavid. I think the whole situation changes yes. if McDavid's there. Right? Agreed. Like. That's a bingo ball. And they have lots of good young players you'd like. I, yeah, I don't feel but, like they're cursed so much. as It's going to happen. It just wasn't this but year. But my whole point about it is it, it those are the worst case scenarios is the Edmonton model where they had four first overall picks in seven years. Mm -hmm. That's the worst case scenario. Look where they are. Yeah. Look where they are. Like, yes, it sucked. They were bad for a long time. That's if, if if everything goes to shit for five years, you're still going to come out of it with something good. You better. And, and you don't have to be. I don't think anyone's going to be Buffalo bad ever again. I really don't. And I, I don't believe I that not, you have yeah. to go a decade without making the playoffs. Why is that the example? Right. Why is that? the? I mean, that could be your fear. But if all you're concerned about is being the worst of all time ever well you maybe have to look inside your organization and go well maybe we got some holes here to fill and you know you right? look around too it's we you don't need to be spectacularly bad and pick first overall no. a bunch 
Now, no. How about how about once? Because look at Colorado. They've mm-hmm. had some first round picks. Rantanen's a great pick. Kale McCarr oh. wasn't first overall. Nathan yeah. McKinnon was. So yeah. and the Flames have done as of late fairly well with their they, depth drafting. Yep. Rasmus Anderson is not a first round first second overall rounder. pick. You can, we can bitch about Trilliving all we want. His plan was real good and he did a good job with it. Those guys just left. Yeah, and the thing is, is if you Bennett have if Sam up. Bennett develops properly and and Monahan doesn't get injured and Monahan doesn't get hurt, mm-hmm. like maybe everyone stays. I, <laughs> exactly, like right? that's. But you had that plan. Yeah, it was good. You plan. had to have that approach to it. Yeah, if you make a Western Conference final or you win some rounds and you're making your money, I'd... you're a good series against the Oilers away from probably everyone coming back. Anywho, uh, those are the opening statements for McLeod Law. Our buddy Peter Klein, McLeod Law, personal injury guy. Yeah, but did you know he's also the go-to guy in Calgary for your disability insurance? If that nasty, dirty, long-term disability insurance company of yours is refusing to pay insurance benefits to you, you contact Peter. And then they say, oh, no. Did you, Peter Klein, you hired, oh, jeez. You're like, yeah, yeah, I did. All right, we'll send the check over. I went and got the best in the biz. He will get you the disability benefits that you paid for and that you deserve. Get your peace of mind that you paid for. Peter Klein, McLeod Law, McLeod-Law.com. Just one of many reasons why you go to McLeod Law for your legal assistance. If I may, I want to give a shout out to our boy Austin at McLeod Law as well. We sat down with a criminal defense lawyer on the weekend to talk over some Hockey Canada stuff on the Department of Discipline show. And uh, big thank you to the folks at McLeod Law for connecting us up there. They know the good people, Dean. They know who you want to be talking to. How about that? I want to just make sure I get all the details on this correct because our friends at Origin, they know that The winter can be long and January can drag and then you get into February. These are the dog days of winter. Well, how about a buy three cans, get one can free deal? I like that. You know how you get a four pack, but you're paying for three. That's, that's a deal. That's how that goes. If you, uh, right now, the homegrown logger and the legal issues are in the buy three cans, get one free deal available on your shipping, pickup and local delivery orders online. We've talked about the delivery. How's five bucks hit you? Is that all right? $5 delivery on any order of $50 or more within 50 kilometers of downtown Calgary. Place your order on Origin's online store, originbrewing.ca. Click the shop button. Browse through the selection of quality craft beverages and merchandise Mm. and gear and shirts and hats and toques. And then have it delivered to you for just five bucks. Order of over 50 or more. But right now, there you go. Three cans. Get one free on the homegrown lager and legal issues. I don't and, you know, know if I've had any legal issues. I got to look at this beer. That's not in the, in the deal, but I mean, you're going to, of course, you're going to throw in the old. Uh, Triple B. Barnburner Blonde. Of course, you're going to throw some of that in there. Oh, baby. Barnburner Blonde, Origin Malting and Brewing, Strathmore, the tap room. 60 Spruce Park Drive in Strathmore, originbrewing.ca. Get you some. That's what I do. Go get you some. Get in it. It was a hit in Jasper, Dean. It was, yeah. You guys were like, you know what? I I don't like complimenting you guys, but this is a hell of a beer. Yeah, I don't like giving you guys. I mean, you guys are obnoxious, and you won the tournament, and you're rubbing it in our faces and drinking out of the cup. All night. I don't know about you. I found that the Barnburner Blonde, that all the origin brewing tasted better out of the cup. 
was weird how that yeah. happened. Time for the Insider Hotline, a presentation of TELUS. Enter to win one of six monthly prizes, including tickets to Calgary hockey games, awesome tech like AirPods, Apple Watches, and more. No purchase necessary. All you need to do, quick, just a quick survey. Just fill it out, and you're entered. For your chance to win, go to telus.com slash flames contest. Our insider for Daily Faceoff, dailyfaceoff.com slash live, DFO live, DFO after dark, DFD, all of it. Diamond Dallas Page, Diamond Dallas Page, Diamond Cutter. DFO. Frank Valley joins us here on on the show today. Hello, Frankie boy. Shout out to our friends at Origin. God, I love blondes. Yeah, you had a few blondes. Weird. Interesting. You got any more of those kicking around? Yeah, Frankie, we can take care of you. Mm -hmm. We can take care of you. So Pinder uh, made me aware this morning on the trade board, Mm -hmm. three of the top three of the top five on your trade board are Calgary Flames. Now, is that likelihood of being traded or caliber of player to be traded? Uh, that is a blend of both okay. uh, players impact with his market and also the likelihood of a trade. So okay. today was also the breakdown day, a deep dive on Chris Tanev and his game. So uh, I was going to say now, if you're interested because Tanev on hockey night in Canada on after hours the other night, we know what he is. He plays hard. He plays strong. And I didn't realize I knew over the course of the near four years, he signed a four-year free agent deal with the Flames. And the one knock that we had was, you love his game, but guy can't stay healthy. Guy can't stay healthy. He did the math. 249 of 269 games. He's missed 20 games in just about, well, three and a half going on four years. Unreal. That's 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 93% of the time. That's not terribly injury prone. Yeah. Yeah. been, it's been a great signing for the Flames in terms of maybe the quality best of, of the trade right? year, Dino. Like if you think that it's a four-year deal and it's free agency and like ah, oh, last year might be painful. If you could turn this guy into a couple seconds or a first, like imagine going four years of free agency, getting a great player, and then turning that into an asset that could give you a player for another decade. That's incredible. It is one of the things that I, I'm sure GMs think about, but maybe fans don't think about when they sign when they go to free agency is. Not just what can this player do for us? Is the value there? But also, is there a chance we can spin him for an asset? Is are we essentially, in a way, buying a player and maybe draft picks down the road? And I don't know if that's what Trilliving was thinking, but uh, you're right, Ryan. I'm not sure who else would even be in that category. Maybe a, maybe some other player down the down the roster. But for four and what four and a half, four and change times four, Tanev's been pretty good. Now we know what he is you kind of spitballed maybe some comparables somewhat in players and style, but also in returns for said players once they were traded. The way you see it, what might Flames fans expect if uh, we see Tanev go? Yeah, I think the best that the Flames could probably hope for is a conditional second round pick that could ultimately turn into a first. And look, you go through the comps and... You, you said it. We know what Chris Tanev's game is. There are no secrets. There's no surprises. He's not going to, you know, blow you away with his skill set or anything like that. But, you know, he does present a lot of important characteristics for a team that is looking for another piece with his reliability and, frankly, predictability and efficiency in his game that coaches, they crave stuff like that. You can set and forget in your lineup. And so... When you're looking at the comps, it's 
really the Mark Giordano trade from a couple years ago. And that I think is on the probably really high end. You know, at the time, Mark Giordano, yeah, a few years older than uh, Chris Tanev is now, but someone that's in impeccable shape and someone that was three years removed from a Norris Trophy win. Tanev doesn't have anywhere near that pedigree. There's no offensive upside to his game. There's no, he's actually on track for his lowest shots on goal in 10 years. Um, and then you kind of work your way down from there. There's other pieces, of course, the Blackwell and uh, the money retained that helped kind of juice that return for the Kraken. But I, I think another great comp, especially stylistically as well, is, is the Chris Russell trade that the Flames were involved in eight years ago. I know it's a long time ago, but in terms of impact and market, hasn't really changed that much. They got that conditional second that could become a first if Dallas went to the conference final. They didn't, and they ended up getting a couple other pieces as well, including uh, Yerky Yoki Paka. And that, that to me is kind of like if you're Craig Conroy, that's what you're underlining and circling on the sheet is give us something guaranteed in a second that could maybe get a little bit sweeter if the team that takes on Chris Tanev can go on a run. So do you have like... David Savard and Ben Sherrod is significantly better players than Tanov when they moved. Cause I, I, I don't love the comps here. I, I would take Tanov over all of them. I think Chris Russell, we like, but not in uh, as much as you'd like Tanov. And uh, uh, t I think you noted it with geo, like he, he was 38 at the time. Um, I, I Chris think Tanev is definitely not a young 34. Like there is some tread on those tires as we just talked about still elite defensive metrics though. Right? Like we, we still consider that or no. I, I mean, I have real questions and, and spent a long time watching his game this season. I didn't see all, I didn't see every shift, but I probably saw about 75% of the shifts that he took this year. I, I just like, I'm not saying he can't hold up. I think way, the way you use and deploy Chris Tanev will be really important for a team that gets him because I think the way that he plays without, he, he doesn't gap very well. His gap is huge compared to a lot of t uh, defensemen off the rush that if you get a team that's high octane, high offense, super, you know, pushing the pace, I think of a team like Colorado. I think if that's the matchup in the first round that you're plugging him into, like, I, I think that can be pretty problematic for him. And to answer your question about the comps, um, I think everyone understands Ben Sherratt getting a first round pick was a giant mistake. And Ben Sherratt, like someone else wants to make a mistake in March he, 9. Yeah. But like <laughs> you're, you're hoping against hope, like, and Ben Sherratt is, he was seven years younger than Chris Tanev is right now with worse results. But yeah, I mean, I get it, but okay. So like, let's, let's spin it the other way. So you want to talk positive comps. I'll talk negative comps. Yeah. Josh Manson only got a second two years ago. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge mistake again for the Anaheim ducks. But if if you if if I was on the other end of the line and Craig Conroy said I'd like a first, they'd say, "Well, no, hold on a second. Josh Manson just got a second. Not happening." Mm. What did Montour get coming from? Again, not the same player at all. Opposite ends of the rink, but was he a first? Uh, no, he he he. Uh, I, I put you he on went spot, for a really. third, I believe. Mm. Okay, Brandon, Brandon Montour. I he went uh, from Buffalo to Florida for a third. Okay. So again, another guy that 
for whatever reason was beaten down in Buffalo because the Sabres had struggled. Yeah. Skates like the wind has a resurgence in Florida. Smart bet for a third round pick. Yeah. The one thing about about Tanev, and I don't I don't know if it changes anything, but just watching. By the him, way, I'm not down on him. I'm just right. I'm just giving you realistic expectations. Yeah. And that's kind of where, and it's, I guess it's my way. I just, I fall the other way. I, it just feels like if there's, there's so much going in his favor, he is healthy so far. Mm -hmm. The the numbers would suggest, yeah, this is a guy. And I, I read some of the stories or just some of the people online talking about options for their team or the team that they cover. And they start to talk about Tanev and they tell, oh, he's, he's not a great skater. I feel like they're not paying close enough attention. If anything, I'm. I'm impressed by his skating ability when I think stay at home, defensive rear guard type of defense, blocking shots and all of that, which he is. I, I think of heavy footed defenseman and I don't think he falls into that category. Right. When you watch like he's, yeah, he's fine. I, I, as I, I'm with you, but I think that our reference points go back too far, to be honest with you. I okay. don't think that you can be a good defender in today's game with the boots that I used to have. I would consider myself, I was a good defender. My boots were not good either, but I didn't skate as good as Chris Tanner. I actually think it's, you're not, you can't do it. You have to be able to move around. You can have a defensive minded approach to the game, right? But everyone has to be able to skate. So I agree with you. When we first saw him, I'm like, oh, frick, he skates like the wind compared to defensive guys that I think of, mm -hmm. but I don't think you can play in the game anymore. And, and have bad feet. If you notice in the breakdown today, I didn't mention his skating at all. No, I didn't. And honestly, and, and, I'm and not I don't think it's an issue. I think he's actually incredibly efficient. Like the yeah. best thing about Chris Tanev is that there's no fluff. He he gets the pucks on his stick and it's off. It's it's a smart play almost every time. There, he's not overthinking it. He's not dusting it off. He gets it and it's gone. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, look, just look at some of the numbers that I dug up of all the defensemen in the entire NHL. He has the least turnovers in the neutral zone. That's incredible. Yeah. He's 17th in turnovers in the defensive zone. Like he's got, he, he completes a lot of passes because again, it's, he's not trying to reinvent the wheel. It's almost like a player that is incredibly self-aware. He understands what he's good at and what he isn't. And he just, it's just like, let's just get the job done. I, I'm not here to be flashy. I'm not here to score goals. I'm not here to lead the rush. He just does his thing, pays the price, is willing to block. He's fifth in the league in block shots, mm -hmm. eat a ton of rubber, and get off. It's hard for some guys, too, to get to that point. Some guys never get to that point where they have to have a sober moments. Okay. Here's what I am. Here's what I am as a player. And now here's what I am later into my, into my career. I also wonder too, and teams will never pay for it. You don't pay for intangibles and, and that sort of thing, leadership qualities, but boy, he's got them, which is why I still come back to Toronto and Vancouver. Those two mm -hmm. specifically because of true living's tie to him. And because he played in Vancouver, those two out of everybody else know what he brings and I think should be prepared to pay a little bit extra knowing what that is. Now, Quinn Hughes would be a say? fan, right? Right. I just, I still go back. I'm surprised. Why does Quinn got... Hughes, sorry, Dean, yeah. but why would, I, I'm not against it. I'm just, but why does Quinn Hughes need Tanev? Like, I mean, 
he's they're gonna add a D. I think that team needs a D, not Quinn Hughes. But if you asked Quinn Hughes what was it like playing with Tan of your rookie year, he said it was phenomenal. He'd be one of the best players I played with. That's, I think that's, that's one of the best assets that Tanev has is you totally. can insert him with anyone and he's gonna perform the right way. And he's an especially team. someone with feet, right? Someone he's, that's a little more offensively adventurous, he can cover. Yeah. Whatever the whole point I was making, it doesn't matter who it is because he is easy to play with. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's to Frank's if, point with moving the puck quick, right? He just doesn't get trapped. If you're shipping out assets and you're shipping out picks or whatever, you sure this better work out. If you have a relationship with the guy, do you not feel a little bit more comfortable in making that trade? So I, what did I say this morning? How many games? 13 games to the deadline. Can he stay healthy for 13 more games? Should he just bubble wrap Chomp, That's chomp. why you're holding your breath, though. God. Even though we know that statistically he's played in 93% of the games, you still it does kind of feel like when you watch him, like ev- it feels like every game or every other, he's somehow going down the tunnel to get something looked at, and then he's back. Yeah. Here's the thing: I, I mentioned deployment and usage. He's playing. He's actually playing a ton in Calgary this year. His numbers are a bit skewed. You'd look and say 1940, oh, not really that much but it's also skewed by the one game that he played 15 seconds and was out. So Mm. last game he played 24, 13. I think in a perfect world, he's not playing that much. He's playing somewhere between 17 and 18 minutes a night. And you're not overtaxing him again. You're not asking him to do too much on an ideal team on a team. That's perfectly structured. I think Chris Tanev is your, is on your third pair. So who else, if you're a team that's looking to add in defense and that you hear it at every team, no matter how many defensemen they have, Red Sot in 04, you can never have too many defensemen because injuries happen and all of that. Who is in this comparable? Who? What other teams are that we know are selling, and we assume the Flames are selling, but if you're in the market for TANF, what else are you shopping? Who else is on your, uh, down the trade board. On your list? That's actually a pretty good spot that the Flames are in is – there's not a ton of guys that kind of play exactly like him. If that's what you're looking for, um, uh, you know, if you're talking more, you know, can do a lot of different things and is way more versatile. Like I'd say Sean Walker would be a really nice fit. Um, on the left side, you've got probably Brett Kulak coming out of Edmonton. If you're looking for a power play guy, you're looking at Tyson Barry, also yeah, yeah. a right shot. Like, no one is really kind of exactly like Chris Tanev that I think that might help the Flames a little bit because I think these these fits should be curated. It's not just like, hey, let's just get the best player available. It's like, no, let's get the guy that fits our needs and what our team lacks, that that should be the target. Uh, Jake McCabe last year, that deal, and Brendan Dillon. I'm sorry, someone's just sending me comps, and I think those are interesting ones. Dillon plays Brendan a very Dillon, two second-round picks. Yeah. McCabe does not, not really a comp because he had two additional years left, right. and they retained half to juice it. And uh, there was Sam Lafferty that was involved in that deal yep. as well. Like I went through all the comps again this morning before I published to make sure I wasn't missing anything. Brendan Dillon was six or seven years younger at the time of the deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and not a free agent. Right. So I, I just, you have to kind of consider everything age, uh, pending UFA traded during the deadline period, blah, blah, blah. Like there's a whole formula to go through to find some real comps. And, you know, I, I just think if, if you, th- if you're hoping, wishing, waiting, praying that you're going to get a first, it just, it feels like a bit of a long shot. And I, 
you mentioned Toronto and like, would they overpay? To, they don't have a second round pick until 2027. Their first, given where they are in the in the standings right now, like is somewhere in the 17th, 18th, 19th overhaul range. Like it's actually a pretty decent first round pick at this point. Mm-hmm. It's not 29, 30, 31. That's not the type of move if I was Brad True living first year in the job in Toronto that I'd be looking to pull off unless with Tanev being a Toronto guy like Geo, that you have some kind of, hey, we're going to sign up to play next year for 850K. The difference is Tanev didn't make Geo money. So I don't know that Tanev is going to be signing up to take such a huge discount in free agency. And it seems like it'd be so easy for the Flames to eat money on that contract to make it a little more appetizing, right? It'd be silly not to. Yeah. Yeah. Retro, if, I mean, if some GM, if you're a GM or if somebody's calling you, hey, I know you watch a lot of Flames hockey, you played, what, what are the, what am I getting in Tanev and what do I need to be concerned about? You know what you're getting, but I guess aside from the, just in, in terms of your, the, just the style, are you a fan of Chris Tanev? Is you hear names like Walker or Kulak? I think Frank's right though. It's you have to know what your team has and what it needs. I don't think you compare him to a Walker. It's agreed. Right. Like it's, it's, I think they're different players and you have to just go, my team needs this type of player. I don't need Tyson Berry. Era, I didn't think Pittsburgh needed Eric Carlson. It's you're right. selling a shutdown D, Rat, right? So yeah. if someone asks you, hey, Rat, you've watched Flames, what are you seeing from Tanev? We need a shutdown D. What am I seeing from Tanev? He's as good as you're going to get. Yeah. And he's happy to do it, right? <laughs> he's, he's happy to do it. That's half the battle, isn't it? Like that. That sequence in November, I, I linked to it in the story when he, he dove to take that puck off the face. That's his hat trick. And then That's he said hat-trick. after the game, they're like, well, what were you thinking? He's like, oh, I'm thinking I don't want the other team to score. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. It was like, yeah, like, sure. Rhett's whole thing, we'll, we'll show a player there will be a game on say, if you Listen, if you're going to block it, block it. If not, get up, get the F out of the way. Tanev's going to block it, and more often yes. than not, he does. You don't have to. You don't have to put him through some sort of a shot blocking clinic. It's a He'd blessing be running and the a clinic. curse, though, because so, you do want to. You take one of those at the wrong time in a series, and all of a sudden, all the assets or whatever you just gave up to get him. Yikes! So, what about the other flames? Like three of the top five. Who else we got there, Frankie? We I think we Lindholm guess, at but... number one. Oof. We got uh, Hannafin. Hannafin at five, I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot. And uh, you're thinking those are much more valuable assets or similar neighborhood? I mean, judging what you've talked about with uh, age. No, Hannafin's, Hannafin's further down because more. I think he's less likely to move. There might be a resigning. So, but so just I agree with you, and I think the Flames should try and keep him. I, I think he's a great asset, but I just think you leave such a hole. If, in your organization if you don't hang on to them do what you want and you're gonna you only know when you see the other side of the deal how it plays out but it's still the problem i have with that is it's up to hannafin right like if if he doesn't want to sign you can't sign him at all cost Mm -hmm. and if markstrom leaves if tanev leaves and if they're dismantling is you know is Hannafin going to want to be part of it? That's a tough, that's a tough sell, I think. So 
the best way I can explain how I feel about the Hannafin situation is I'm sure some guy out there at some point has been considering, you know, popping the question to their, to their lady. Mm -hmm. And it has some kind of feeling like, Oh, is this, is she really in it for the long haul? Is this really the fit? And you know, you, you, you go out and you spend the money and you buy the ring and then you find out a year and a half in that this was a really bad idea. That's the sort of trepidation that I would have if I were Craig Conroy, because it's it's great that you can try and convince him to stay and you roll out the red carpet and you you give him the exact deal that he wants. But they already did that once. The Flames yeah. actually already got down on one knee and proposed. And Hannafin was like, uh, I'm not really sure about that. And that would make me extremely nervous, because especially if you're a team that is going into what is probably a two or three year, whatever you want to call it, not a rebuild, a retool. You don't want to get a halfway into that 18 months in and then go. Yeah. Hannafin just requested a trade because he wants to play back in the U S again. Like this is his opportunity, his chance to make that statement and become a free agent. The fact that it's not done yet would lead me to believe that a, he's feeling some of that still as they continue to talk. And perhaps more importantly, hopefully the Flames are feeling some of that of what I just mentioned. On the flip side, too, I wonder with him, he's been here for a while now and he's seen the way we're going to continue to try and put veterans in the lineup and go to free agency and find find answers. I think this year, more than any I can remember, it's been clear that if there is going to be a future of winning here, it's through the kids. And Craig Conroy and Jerome, it's I, I just ha I have faith in those two guys that they see it similarly, and they could sit down with no one. Listen, this is we're not going to July one and and buying a thirty year old guy. We're going th we're going through the kids. You are going to be a leader on this team. You're going to be able to skate for the rest of your life. This is where it's going, and we may not win the cup next year or the year after, but. The, the the vision of this team has changed. I think that's an easy sell. And if he was considering at all staying, the money's still going to be there, if not gotten better, because I think he's had a pretty good, he might've actually made himself a little bit more money from Craig. Um, it's sometimes it's the devil, you know, and I, I get it. If, if I'm Hannafin, I'm so close now to free agency. I, I just feel like, why wouldn't I go and see what it looks like? But if he was, if he was entertaining it before, is that is there's been so much damage done franchise wise that he would look at it and say, "Well, this is not the team I was. This is completely different than three months no, ago." I, I was going to say. I don't want to overstate this and make a headline out of it, but everything that I can understand is he doesn't want to play in Canada now. Maybe that has changed. It's always been amicable. It's been friendly. It's been whatever, but. You only, as you get to this juncture, you only arrive there maybe a couple times in your career. Mm -hmm. So, last time I checked, no matter what's happening on the ice, the Flames still play in Calgary. So, I, I maybe I look at things too black and white, but if I were in that spot being Craig Conroy, I'd say, like, look, I, I'm an American. I've loved living in Calgary. You've been here long enough to know what it's like, but. You're either in or you're out. And if you're out, it's all good, but we're moving you. And that's it. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no, hey, could we kind of maybe find a way to make this work? Like, you either want to be here and you want to mm -hmm. be a Calgary Flame or you're out. 
Next 10 days they have that chat? If I'm Craig Conroy, I have that chat during this break. Yeah. I absolutely do. I just say, sign it, or we're going to go down the process of, of yep. making moves. And no hard feelings. Like it no, is, it, it, you get is, your chance. Yeah. yeah, you don't get to bitch about guys when they get their opportunity. You don't get to say, well, he's a self. No, that's their choice. Go get a hole for him, too. Also, the same way, though, you don't get to bitch if you sign the guy to the eight-year contract and then he says that he wants out. Because that's also on you then to have figured that out beforehand. I think you're in a spot like with Craig. And if you want to loop Jerome in, like Craig signed a a free agent deal to leave Calgary and go to LA. Jerome left for a chance to win slash money. All of that. I I don't know that it's, I don't think there would be hard feelings. They would get it because both of them did it. So now that leaves Lindholm atop your, uh, atop your list. Factoring all of that, you you talk about caliber of player, likelihood of moving, and all of that. What do you? Lindholm got a goal the other night, first time in a long time for Elias. Oof. It's not been a great year to build your or to up your stock as a free agent or to do much for your GM to trade you. Uh, thoughts or I guess rationalization for him at one. It's not really a hard call. First off. I don't mean to demean my own board, but the market is what it is. If you were to take the Flames guys off the board, you'd look at this and say, this is a shitty market for pieces to move. And part of that's just the nature of there's a ton of guys locked up. Part of it is there's a bunch of teams just swimming in the soup this year. Um, But head and shoulders, like I think everyone agrees that, yes, Sean Monaghan has played really well comeback player of the year, whatever award you want to give him on track for 59. I think he actually has more points right now than, than Lindholm does that, you know, put these two players side by side and one's head and shoulders above the rest. And and I would also argue, like, I don't know that points and goals are necessarily even the best way to evaluate Lindholm's game. I think what we've seen and the, the track record is long enough to tell you that, He's only really going to pile up elite numbers if he's playing with elite players. He's not necessarily the driver, but he's a hell of a complimentary piece. And I think at, you know, a top flight 2C player, like he he still has a ton of value on the market this year. So I think he would bring, you know, you're you're talking the best return of any player that would be available at the deadline short of Probably Jake Gensel, and that's it. You haven't had a Hannafin, eh? Yeah, I do. I, I think that if there was a, a big market for Hannafin, that it would have developed last summer. And I don't know why that is. I Is it maybe, and I've, I've thought a lot about this, actually, is it maybe because Hannafin's good at a lot of things, but not truly elite at any it, one thing? It's weird you say that, because I think about that for uh, the, all three of the Flames guys that you talk about. They're easy guys to play with. They all do a lot of good things. I mean, I guess Tanev, you would say, is elite at defending, but there's no such thing as elite at defending. And really, that's do you know what I mean, though? Like, they're just good at stuff. They're good. And if Lindholm moves up the lineup, he can produce more. You get an injury to your number one center. Guess what? He can go there and play and do damn good. If you if you're so deep that he's playing the third line center, you've got one F of a team. Same with Tanev. You can he can spot duty. He's played 24 minutes the other night. 
He can play a top four role for sure, but really he should be a five or six. Hannafin, wherever you need him, he's going to be a solid player. If you need him as your number one power play guy, no, that's not what you're getting. All three of those guys, to me, easy guys to play with and can play all over your lineup. So Hannafin was like sort of readily available, just like a bunch of guys were last summer. And I don't, I never got the sense that it was a burgeoning market and or that the flames were really that enthused about any of the conversations that they had. And I think that's kind of what led them back to, well, if we're maybe not getting a ton and he's a big part of what we need. And, and frankly, with so many guys on expiring deals, we got to have some people left to play that he's an easy guy to keep. But I kind of go back to what you were saying, Rhett. Like when you think about these guys that are, you know, pending UFAs, if they are like, why aren't the Flames better than they are? If they oh, are so easy to play against, if they are that good, like that's the one thing I wrestle with is this team has struggled with these guys. Yeah, I just look, they don't have a star forward. They don't. Uh, many team have many star forwards. Um we sat in the summer and said, who can you guarantee is going to get you 30 goals? And there's no one like Kadri, maybe 25 Lindholm had 24 the year prior. You didn't know what Sharon Govich was Blake Coleman and never had more than 22. And I don't put the failings of this team on the top four defense. I think that's that and their goalie are their, their two greatest strengths. Um, I think that but, but you're right. And and I think there's, I think there's 10 and a half million dollars of wasted space. And I, that, you know, can say a lot of teams have that, but, Usually, usually that 10 and a half isn't your best player or supposed to be your best player. It's what they're missing. I, so I was forward. thinking about the Kings though today. Like they do have some star pieces that have been really underwhelming. They don't have a single guy on their roster. That's a point per game this year. They've got a pretty stout defense core. They've got a, you know, go, go through. They've got a waste of eight and some million dollars in PL Dubois. Like yet that's a team that's in the playoffs. Maybe you could make the argument with the way that they've played since Christmas, two, eight, and six, that they won't be for long. But how different, you know, I look at the Flames and I look at the Oilers and, and or not the Oilers, the Kings and line up their rosters next to each other. And I know which one I'm picking without even thinking. Yep. No, and there's some high end there, like Fiala, Kempe, Kopitar, Byfield. The Flames don't have anyone in that category in terms of like skill, finishing, ceiling. The results, oddly enough, like aren't really all that different, though. No. That's find thing. Your... I think, sorry, Dean, no, to, but to follow up on that is that I think there's a whole group of teams that are kind of in that vein, right? Like there's not a lot of separation between a lot of these teams. And the Flames have made up, have stayed in that conversation, sadly, not because of the players that we're talking about, but because of their goaltender. And it's yeah. the opposite. I think that the Kings have had, well, although the Kings goalies were, were okay for a while. To anyway, a couple of former Flames guys, Talbot started the year on fire since Christmas or since, you know, sometime in November, I think he's down in the 897, 900 range. And then Riddick, for whatever reason, unknown to man, somehow has a 920 in his last number of games. And I'm like... Like, what is happening here? You don't have Jacob Markstrom on your board. Uh, probably, and again, I, I'm probably with you. I, I don't know that he does get traded, but uh, is there any intel there, or do you just are you looking more at UFAs or that sort of uh, the I guess the parameters for being on the list? No, it's it's not just UFAs. There's guys that have term on there. Part of it is 
Markstrom holds all the cards. He's got the full no trade. Part of it is I think the market for goaltending has really changed. And the other part is it's the term remaining on his deal. It's not hugely problematic, but I just look at some of the teams that have signed goalies in that range that have spent that kind of money in that kind of term. They haven't really loved the, you know, being stuck with a guy and not to say that that's what you'd get if you have him because he's played lights out this year, but this position is incredibly fickle. Like last year, it would probably, we would have been like someone would trade for Jacob Markstrom. Like that's really the conversation Mm -hmm. we'd be having, right? That's almost why I think they should sell him Frank, because it's so volatile. This is a career type year from Markstrom. I don't think there'll be a moment. He's worth more. I also think they should retain a couple million, but I can't see him being worth more at any point than three theoretical playoff runs and like top three or four in the league in terms of goals saved above expected. Well, then we also didn't get to the part about Wolf and not to have that debate again, but like you have to clear a path for him at some point and probably as soon as this summer. And if you do it by the deadline, even better. Then you get a peek at him before you get into the summer and know what a little more about what you have. Like, I see a lot of reasons why it would make sense here, especially if you want to get a top five pick as well. He's held them in some games they have no business being in. Case in point, Saturday night. I would move Ladar first, but that's just me. Can you? Of course you can. At 2.2? Of course. Who wants him at 2.2? Or you have to you're, you're probably going to just going to get exactly what you traded for him to begin with, which is a third. Doesn't help you get the fifth over or top five. No, but I think you get a third. Aren't, isn't that deal done? I don't get the sense that's out there. Do you know? It's the term. I feel one more year at 2.2. I was going to ask you. I don't it, think that's problematic. I think that's no? right in the range of what he should be. And, uh, you know, I'm, there are nights that you look at him like the Battle of Alberta a couple weeks ago that you're yeah. like, damn, this is good. And this is a huge guy that, you know, whoever it is, the right person working with him can get him back into shape. Um, that's an easier it's the, to me, it's the path of least resistance to yeah. clear the space. And also like, don't you want Markstrom working with, with Wolf? Yeah, perfect world. I just think if there yeah, was no. going to be a haul for Markstrom, you just say we got to take all these. There is no haul. There's never a haul for goalies. That's what I'm saying. You're trading him and retaining for what? That that's what I was just going to say. Count all the number of goalies that have been traded for a first round pick. But how many Vesna type yeah. goalies have been traded? Um, I don't know. I, I, it's I don't very think rare, I, sure. I, I Markstrom's had a great year, but he's not Vesna type for me this year. I think he'd be top five is my guess is where he finishes. Yeah, probably but, five or six. Yeah. But so he'll like, get some votes, but they won't be first place votes. Yeah, and you could you could make an argument depending on how you look at the numbers that he's, you know, could be even lower than that. I, I don't just yeah. spitballing. They've just been so bad defensively. That's really what we've been impressed with. Like five breakaways in the first half against Chicago, and they win one nothing. Like first half of the game, they had five against. Yeah. Are you kidding me? But I think the same way about Sorokin, whose numbers on the surface might not be that impressive, but has continued to bail out the Islanders night after night. Totally, and totally. I get that. Right it's knocking just, on the door of the playoffs. Sorokin's not going to get traded. Hellebuck's not going to get traded. Ottinger's not going to – like, there's just – if you're talking about guys getting Vesna votes, no one else is available. Am I right? Right, but my point is that if you are thinking, again – Markstrom one year older next year and not to say goalies can't continue to compete. Like if I were 
I'm trying to think of some teams that are in a spot where they could really use, like if I'm New Jersey, Jersey. Yeah. that's one team that I would think about maybe just because there's been such a lack of stability at the position. Carolina, they got no goalies under contract for next year. They had, no, they have Kochetkov under contract next year well, for yeah, three yeah, years but, in addition. To and that. what's he been this year? He's actually been – he was fantastic before he had a concussion. He had a stretch of uh, – after his first five wonky games of the year was like 930-something. The uh, the list, available dailyfaceoff.com. How often do you go back and you know, do you rejig things or is that oh, kind yeah, of set? Or how, off, how does that work? Once a week. Uh, we're 40 days out today once a week and then Jeez. as we get closer twice a week and then the last week every day what are you doing for the all-star break buddy are you getting some sun some you are going to be bringing my dips. parka to toronto right <laughs> oh i left it in your car so you did yeah. Beer. yeah i was yeah. going to take a carry on hopefully but hopefully sudden... it fits it's uh... plus nine here you don't need that jacket <laughs> no but frank needs it in his life at some point so I'll yeah. be taking that thing. Uh, all right, buddy. Are you do? I now it's a huge break. Flames are off for ever. You doing anything? Um, yeah, it's working. I'm working. That's mm. what I'm doing. Okay. I don't. I don't. I'm not going to Cabo. I'm Stone not going to go. I'm not going to go to Palm Springs like Pinder. You could do that though. It's the digital no, age. I baby. It's I. I take. I could take a couple days in March after the deadline this is deadline. there because there's no trade freeze during the all-star break is there nope and i was thinking about this Rhett. if you were a player would you want to it like is it is a trade during the all-star break like are you cursing your manager or are you loving him i think it's different for everyone you got kids it's probably easier if you're a single guy don't make like you're yeah, but what if you're like you. I'm in on Palm a beach in Mexico yeah. and you're like, hey, uh, Rhett, you've been traded to. Yeah. You're probably cur you're, what, no matter what, unless you're looking to get out, you're cursing a trade. Mm. Right. Like you're like, son of a like, I yeah. was not excited when Brian Murray phoned me and I had my golf clubs on my back and I was heading to the course in Florida. Hey, you're headed to Buffalo now. <laughs> what can you do a Brian Murray impression or no? No, I can't. Mm. He's such a good guy. God love him. Yeah. God Brian love him. All right, pal. Good to talk to you as always. We will uh, we'll see you in a couple days. See you guys. There you go. Frank Cerevelli on the Insider Hotline, a presentation of TELUS. Uh, once again, six monthly prizes, including tickets to Calgary games, awesome tech like AirPods, Apple Watches, and more. No purchase necessary. Just fill out a quick survey online at telus.com slash flames contest. You could be a winner, of course. Tell us they've been partners with uh, both the Flames and the Hitmen since 2005. So they are in good stead there with the hockey team. You could be a winner. Uh, so a few things. Do you have I don't like that at all. I don't like I know anything. you don't like that. I know you're not happy. You wanted Frank to tell you how much they were going to get for Markstrom. See, but here's the thing. Don't you always say goalies never get traded? Who trades for goalies? And yeah, now no, it's... Well, and last year, it's what I was saying, because he was no good. But if, if a goalie is going to move, he's going to be in form. And Marstrom is unquestionably in form right now. Um, I think he's still a little... Like, he's thinking Monaghan's going to get more than Tanev at the deadline. I have a real tough time with that. Who, if you're argued, a GM and you've watched both these guys, who do you want more to add to a contending team? Tanev, and I get different mean? positions, or Monaghan. 
it's what you need, I think, more of. I, I, it is an interesting conversation. Now, Boomer and I have both said to you, not to the extent that Frank has, how are you going to move all these guys and you think you're going to get so much for everyone? It just doesn't feel like it's a realistic. And Frank's kind of reiterating that. And even he's more in depth than certainly I would be. I am a little depressed on what Frank thinks the return for some of our guys. Actually, I, I just, I felt that way all along. But you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have Lindholm being worth way more than Hannafin like he does. I don't buy that either. Why not? Well, I mean, you've just been so down on Lindholm's whole year. You're thinking there's going to be nothing there for him. So, I mean, I, I, like, I, I would think Hannafin's the most valuable chip they have. And Frank said otherwise, but, and that's fine. Like, we'll see what happens. It's not like there's a contest or anything, but I just think, boy, quite a bit younger, having a better year. And played 27 minutes on Saturday. Like, not going to run your power play, but I, I, I think there's a haul for Hannafin if they move him. We didn't really talk about the return for Hannafin, though. The the Chris Russell one hits because I think that I can see that type of a return. Here's a second and a warm body. And it can go to a first if we make and it. If yeah. we make it to, and if we make it to, because it was what, the conference final or the yep. cup final, then it'll go to a first and he's got to play X amount of games and all mm -hmm. that sort of thing. I can't help wondering if that's what it's going to end up looking like. We forget all of fun. these contingency deals, but I, I I don't know. I don't love it. Yeah. I don't love it. I'm a little more bullish on the D market there than like, to, to his point and ours is like, there's no other shutdown D moving here. I'm a little bit, uh, he made, I, he's been available. Is that, you know, when Frank said that, he goes, if he's such a hot commodity. Hannafin or Tanev? Hannafin. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I was why last, Tanif. why not last summer? Cause it would have benefited Hannafin mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. And I, I wanted to follow up on that. My thought is, okay, draft class and new GM. Is that a tough time to get a deal done? Like that was an epic draft class and everyone's trying to rob Connie Blind. I, well, yes, you don't know what the offers, but I, no. I could get if the offers were no good, but if they aren't any good, you're not going to sewer your team. If you believe Hannafin is, is the right fit and a guy you want to put some, uh, some value behind. You're not going to, because I, Conroy's a new GM, go, oh, we're not going to make this deal because I'm yeah, trying to I believe, over. I believe in conversations that I've had is that the, there was nothing that even it's tempted them in terms of trade offers. Yeah. And I get it. That's the time of year. Like, um, if you really need a Hannafin or Tanev, we'll talk to you in March. Yeah. So, so we'll here see. we are Yeah, getting towards March and then... The one guy we talk about is Markstrom. Well, that feels like an off season if that's going to happen. You know what I mean? We just kind of keep moving it forward because it does. I, 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 to I'm me, not... though, there's still I, – I think Markstrom's playing so well. Uh, banners fly forever, whatever. Flags fly forever. Whatever cheesy saying you want. It's one thing to – so goalies don't move and they're this and they're that and you can't – you wouldn't have traded for Markstrom last year. Why – he is playing that good. And yeah. if you think you're a goaltender, how often do you get a chance to get a goaltender that's playing that good? Like, I, and I'm, I'm oblivious to it, but because we're, this stuff comes up, we don't plan what we're going to talk about. I've done no research. I probably wouldn't anyway, but what good goaltender has moved at the deadline? 
Yeah, like Corpus goes last year. He's not it's, that. Yeah, it's usually yeah. support guys. Right? Yeah. And, like and you can say you can break down the numbers however you want, and it's the same as why are the Flames worse off than the Kings? Or the, Well, they're kind of in the same vein. And maybe Markstrom is sixth in Vesna. He's fucking... He's lights out. Uh, he's awesome right now. He's awesome right now. And any team he would be on would be awesome right now. If, right? Or That's right. Right? Like... He immediately elevates and, and makes your team a contender, doesn't he? Yeah, like it was uninteresting. about Carolina and Jersey. They're good already. Yeah. You're telling me that, like, ugh, I don't know. Toronto and LA, I think those are the four what, teams. What and if you win yeah. with? You don't win if you don't have a goalie. And if you've been watching, you've been sending your pro scouts out. It's not about Vesna votes. It's not the language that they would talk no, about. Just, this yeah. guy is... Yeah, he's been playing terrific. I watched two games. I watched four games. I watched their road trip. I watched their homestead, whatever it is. I, I can't think off the top of my head of a game where I'd say, ah, Markstrom wasn't great. Even in nights where there's maybe a, a bleep type of a goal, an S-burger, there's probably another one where he stopped the breakaway or, or, or did something that made you say, wow, that's... Because you think of that game homestead. against yeah. Columbus where he misplayed the puck twice. So, okay. But then watch another game. How many breakaways? How many times did he stop this player, that player? But it becomes, that's a major deal. It's a difficult deal to get done because of the salary and the term for sure. Um, but yeah, if you're scouting the Flames on Saturday, what are you texting your GM? Flames should have got beaten by half an AHL team and half a Chicago Blackhawks team. The only reason they get two points is because Markstrom was bleeping sensational. Five breakaway saves. Against the AHL players. That's right. Anyway, <laughs> don't say that part. Only what 40 more days did Frank say? Only 40, 40 more Six days weeks. of this talk. Oh, I'm so sick of these guys talking about it. Six weeks. Uh, we got an well, we kind of teased this last week, and uh, time for getting in is good. It is time, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Rhett, it's been about 10 years, 2013. I believe is the last time. And at that time in 2013, you put the booster cables to an event and brought it back to life. Well, we're doing it again. Yeah. Just once every, uh, every decade or so the paddles right Thursday, here. February 29th. We told you to save the date. We told you it's coming. It is the barn burner bowl. -arama. We are going to be rolling. We be what's that song? We be rolling and uh, hating something dirty, right? Right, we be rolling something like that. Coming up, uh, ooh, that looks good. There it is. It's the barn burner bowlerama coming to Splitsville. Now it's formerly Let's Bowl at uh, two nine one six twenty nine sixteen Fifth Avenue Northeast. They are going to be our hosts. Coming up on the 29th, yes, Feb 29, Weird. as we bring back the Bolarama, strikes, spares, celebrities, gutter balls, great food and drinks, laughs, good times, and it's in support of our friends at Kids Sport. The link is open. You can sign up your team now, nationgear.ca. Going to have more and more, more and more going to be added to this event as we get closer to it. We're about, what's the date? It's we're a month away. From, uh, from right now. Some food provided by Oodle Noodle. Some refreshments from our friends at Origin Brewing. Uh, oh, yeah. I wonder what that could be. I wonder what. 
they might huh. but there it is put in your team of four now there's going to be celebrities you might get one on your team they might be we might be circulating them through there might be a maybe an auction to get a ringer or two mm -hmm. in there as well but we had it, I, flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's united healthcare insurance plans Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. If you're a Shark Tank fan or business junkie, check out the podcast Another Bites. Each week, Another Bite breaks down the biggest success stories and most disastrous failures to come out of Shark Tank. The hosts break down each company's pitch, analyze the deals that were or weren't made, and answer the million-dollar question, are they still a company? Whether you're an entrepreneur looking for tips or a Shark Tank fan that just wants to relive the drama, Another Bite's your deep dive into the world of Shark Tank. Just search for Another Bite in your favorite podcast app, like the one you're listening to right now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It is 2013. And to date, Retro, this is one of my favorite events. It It's not all day. It's a few hours, you show up, you you mix with some people, you do something that maybe you haven't done in years and years, like bowling. It's fun. And and then you leave, and it's uh we, we had a lot of good reaction, is what I'll say from the last one. And I'm not sure why it took us this long to bring it back, but we're pumped to have it back and in support of our friends over at Kids Sport. And presented, of course, from our event sponsor at McLeod Law. Do you think Peter Klein's got, do you think he's got on the tiptoes like like uh, Freddie Flintstone? And then the big hook? Do you think, it, can you do that, Retro? Do you get a, do you spin it? You have the custom ball, your spinner? I used to be able to, and I used to have the custom ball, but. He's frozen again. I know he's frozen. The, uh, I don't know how guys do that. And you know what I, what else? A, a guy with my stature should be a hell of a bowler, shouldn't he? Got like some, I uh, should be fire, right? deadly on mm -hmm. the uh at the bowling alley when you hear the when the ball comes off the hand and they're spinning when you hear their finger when their fingers pop out of that thing god i have to watch the big lebowski and get a little jacked up here poor yeah, few kingpin uh, white russians kingpin sure yeah and yeah. into it here folks this Let's one go. was incredible 10 years ago i think it was my first year working with you guys at the station and uh it's just like how many millions of golf tournaments has everyone been to not to disparage many... golf tournament, you know. It's, oh, no, and they're great, but it's just tough to stand out. And then this is like, oh my God, this is the most unique one-off of an event I've ever been to. And it was a blast. Everyone loved it. Yeah, we're gonna do it up. Feb 29, nationgear.ca. You saw the link there. It's on the main page. You go to the events as well. You'll find it there and uh, get your seat, get your team signed up. We expect this will just, we've been kind of putting it out to some sponsors and other friends. It sounds like this is going to be, let's call it a well-attended event and we're pumped for it. To bring it back one more time. Sponsorship uh, opportunities available as well as teams for sale now at nationgear.ca. Reach out. 
Reach out and touch. We need to do something about your internet, Retro, for sure. Because this like is now... Um, this internet, yeah. I want to put them in the car at this point. Are you there at all? Even audio-wise, can we hear you? <laughs> that just must be bad luck. That's got to be it. <laughs> Yeah, it's because uh, it doesn't happen every day. No, What's that? wait a minute. Happens every day. It does happen every day. Oh shoot! Sorry. Only every day. Uh... Okay, we talked to Frank. Got the Pinder report coming up. We are. Uh... Well, you heard us talking with Frank because I want to get this in. We are going to be, I guess, kind of a programming note of sorts. Yeah. We are expecting there to be no show on Wednesday the show things may change they can change in a heartbeat um but on wednesday wednesday is a travel day we are headed and taking the show to toronto it is all-star game this weekend for the national hockey league and we are going to be doing shows from toronto and uh, it's sponsorship x is the event it is tied around the all-star game it's tied around media and obviously sponsorships and this whole thing. But we are going to be doing... Are we at the, the Fairmont Royal York? I believe we're going to be doing some shows down in the Entertainment District. Ooh. Uh, down by Front Street, close to the Sky Dome, CN Tower. No big deal. Hockey Hall of Fame, Rhett. They got you coming in to speak to some kids or what? I'm still waiting for Lanny. Lanny's got my number, right? Right. Yeah, and he's so. on that committee. That's right. Yeah. Either way, he's... He, He's going to be able to get a hold of you. He knows people that know you, and you know people that know him. Maybe it'll be a good time to rub uh, elbows. Anyway, we're going to be there. It's the All-Star Game, and we are going to be live from the Seagram's VO Whiskey Studio at Sponsorship X. Seagram's VO Select Canadian Whiskey, artfully blended and impeccably crafted. Make it your very own. Now, are you? do you know, Retro, why they call it uh, the VO? I don't. Seagram's VO whiskey? Well, let me tell you. I'm going to tell you right now because right. there's a history behind it. And there is some, you know, what, what what's, what's differing opinions. But in the early 1900s, Seagram's VO designed as a wedding gift from Joseph Seagram for his son. Now, what they did is they found the very best barrels of their whiskey, set it aside in the warehouse, and marked it VO, as in their very own. So this isn't for... Uh, for everybody else, this is for our big event. This is just for us. In the end, liked it so much, put it out on the market, and the rest was history. Seagram's VO went on to become one of the most successful whiskeys to ever come from our fine country. Uh, today, artfully blended and impeccably crafted by master blender Drew Mayville. He's in Ontario, grew up in Kitchener, bottled in Canada at the old Montreal distillery in Montreal, Quebec. Oh, yeah. My mouth is sweating a little. Can you smell it? Seagram's VO Whiskey will be from the Seagram's VO Whiskey Studios on Thursday and Friday from Toronto. And uh, we are looking forward to that. A little bit of a road trip. Now, I guess we got to be on our best behavior. We need to look presentable. Is that what this is? Well, I've got my haircut a couple weeks ago for this, Dean. So you said. Uh, yeah, that's true. You did so, get the mullet. So pretend to be somebody you're not. Uh, dress up like I don't even know. be fancy, be well behaved. I don't even know if I have a button up shirt. 
Don't high kick in the lobby at 2 a.m. Okay, yeah, I'm writing this down. We're gonna well, be good. I don't know. I can't promise anything, Dean. We need someone to make a list of rules. For the uh, now that may not be the case. I'm just thinking maybe it would be a spot where we would be on our best behavior, but maybe not. Maybe like you say, Red, we'll just keep everything rolling the way it is. It's a presentation of Seagram's VO Select Canadian Whiskey. My family's very own whiskey, barrel aged and set apart. Marked with VO, artfully blended, impeccably crafted, as a wedding gift to my son, for the bride and groom. And now, over a century later, from our very own family to yours, a legacy rooted in whiskey. Seagram's VO, growing deeper, reaching out, raising a glass to your legacy. Seagram's VO, make it your very own. There you go. Make it your very own. And I guess it looks as though the schedule will change Thursday, Friday, barn burner from Toronto showtime will be 1230 mountain as there's a whole, there's a whole bunch of shows going on. They're popping in and out. Leafs nations doing their thing. Daily face off. Frank's going to be there. Nick Albert, all everybody's going to be there. So we are going to have barn burner in a, uh, in a new spot for those two days, 1230 until 2 PM. Subject to change. So there you go. Do you like that retro? Yeah. I did. Yes. I was, uh... Figured you might. I wonder, do we get samples? If we're in the VO whiskey I mean, if we're in the studio, it'd be rude not to at least, you know, like, some, get some product placement. On-site yeah. knowledge of the product. Um, yeah. Not that we haven't had it before, but you know, it was current anyway. stated up to the, the times. It is time for the Pinder Report. Can I get some of my very own? Yeah, I know. This is my very own? <laughs> See how they spelled the whiskey? No E. Can it, in Canada, it's whiskey. Just a K-Y at the end. Those crazy Americans with their bourbons and stuff, they throw an E-Y in there. I'm not sure why they do that. Thanks, Seems though. unnecessary. Seems apart, right? Rye, bourbon. Uh, is that now it, only rye? Rye has no E? Is that what you're saying? That's correct, yeah. Hmm part of the spelling right their whiskeys down there are corn based so there's no rye whiskey in the u.s i'm sure there's some but i mean yeah i think most whiskeys uh that are from rye have the no e and and all the bourbons in the states from corn ey i maybe i've messed this up but I'm, that's my knowledge of the situation we need some seagram's people to talk to us when we're in there he should have got into the pinder report first and then he could have been part of his pinder report or just don't bring it up. Probably shouldn't have brought it. Time for the Pinder Report, a presentation of Village Honda. It's as though Honda designed the CRV for Calgary and its unpredictable weather. No matter the conditions, the CRV sits atop the pack among compact SUVs. Feel confident behind the wheel of your CRV as Honda has included a plethora of driver safety features that come standard. Just standard. You pick up a CRV, you're getting all of it. It's all jammed in there. It's what Honda does, and they do it for you. Village Honda, your dealership for life in the Northwest Auto Mall and online at villagehonda.com. They present the Pinder Report. Back to Saturday we go, the final pre-All-Star Game contest for the Calgary Flames. A 10-day break they are now into that we'll see them return to action on Feb 6th in Boston. How would they close out this homestand with an 0-4, excuse me, a 1-4 start to it against one of the worst teams in the NHL? Well, Let's check in on Afterburner following a 1-0 Flames win. 
there's lots of room for this team to be much worse if you are on team tank and if you're on team that you can make the playoffs tonight's a tough watch because that's a bare bones yeah. half the blackhawks half the rockford ice hogs type roster and you're in shambles defensively i mean i don't know if i can name half that roster tonight honestly and the funny thing is is after the first period the flames expected goal ratio was 29%. The only reason it was that high is because the backland line was at 60. It'd be interesting to see what the team would be like without the backland line doing what they do most nights. Cause yeah. Most people consider them second or third on the depth chart when, whenever you see those sort of depth charts every night before a game. But they're the first line in terms of they, they chew glass all night. They play yeah. the hardest minutes um, and they're usually the best line on the night in terms of chances and shots. So even with a line that played well in the first period, uh, caved in against an awful club. Thank you, Jacob Markstrom. Two points for you, Calgary. It's just, it's, what are those numbers? How do you get those and know them? I mean, they're readily available on the internet for those that seek them. No, they're on the internet, but how are they? Who's, who's like, how's the calculation? I'm who's not questioning it. I was like, he, he knew that the end of a period, all these, What? Yeah, based on where shots come from, uh, there's an expected goal of, let's say, 10%, 5%, 1%, 90%. This is my concern. Yeah. I'm sorry I'm kind of hijacking this. I wish we could mm -hmm. do this off the air, but I don't want to. We're going to Toronto. We're yeah. going to freaking dress up. We're going to be around professional people that do this professionally like, and have these numbers and stats, and I'm going to show up and look like – they know who we are. They're inviting us. They're not inviting Look, people in Calgary they've never met to talk about Corsi. That's not us. Uh, I'm a little worried. If we show up there and do experience. what we do, people be like, "What is this? I thought this. I thought they did fart jokes and stuff." We'll be true to ourselves, retro. Okay. Yeah. We'll make sure that the internet line is. My anxiety was just skyrocketing. Yeah. If you don't talk about gravy, gravy, I'll be disappointed in you when Toronto. I'll leave it right there. We are who we are. We'll have a great Ask Red on Thursday, the first day. <laughs> we can ask you all the reasons you love Toronto. <laughs> My friend's an idiot. He's getting married. Should he? No. <laughs> Never get married. Third time. He's nuts. Are they talking about hockey? I thought it was the All-Star game. <laughs> it's a hockey show, you say? Uh, okay. Look at the standings. And again, it's all perspective, gentlemen. Uh, 24th in the league. Not ideal. That red cutoff, there's a big gap there. But I, I mean, sometimes you got to just twist your perspective a little, Dino. But why would, yeah, there we are. See? So now, what I that think, cut off? What, what are we putting? The, well, there's just a big gap in the records. I, I mean, see. Minnesota's two games so, under 100, under 500, and Columbus is nine. That's a, a large chasm there. I think they can be the worst slash best of those teams below the red line, boys. I really do. If you start moving assets... Yeah, if Conrad get off his ass and move some guys, yeah. let's go. And I and I feel for Connie here. You can't just make a deal when you want to make a deal done. You got to make a deal when other teams are ready to do it. Everyone is absolutely dry humping the cap. You need every single day to pass to, to open up more cap space for a lot of these clubs. I'm sure he would have loved to have traded Chris Tanev in December. Eat salary. Eat salary. They Eat will be doing salary. that. Yeah. That and, right? Like, I think the Oilers have... Uh, less than a million bucks in space at the deadline. And that's if they wait right to the last day. That's like they can only add barely a league minimum player. That's where a lot of the contenders are this year. It's not going to be easy. Uh, speaking of the cap, 
Ryan Pike had noted uh, three players were sent down by the Flames. Uh, Coronado, Schwint, Klopka, all down. Why would you send them down? Don't those fellas deserve an all-star break? Well, here's how tight the cap is. Ten days of those guys in the minors open up a half million for the big club at the deadline. Pike ball for you. They'll have some space. We'll see how they weaponize well, it. Shouldn't Come they go down March. because they need to play too? That could be that too. Double double bonus. Two good reasons to send them down, right? Hmm. So potentially they could add, because I'm thinking of maybe, well, why are they going to be adding salary? Are they going to be, well, you could maybe take some bad money. Is that what you're saying? You An extra half money. a million there. You could be a bank for a team and say, we'll take the player you're moving to Toronto, eat half, give us a second, and then we'll move them to Toronto. We've seen that happen numerous times in the last two years. And there you have it. And there you have it. Or you could go, hey, Julian uh, 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 Brisbois, it's Craig Conroy. We're looking to add Craig uh, to Stamco, Stammer. Uh, he's a free agent. I don't know if you noted. We got lots of cast space. We want Stamkos. Bring him in. They're a Stamkos away, guys. Great score. Be less of that, more of the former. As uh, noted with Frank, who we just had on, big article specifically on Chris Tanev. Yes, he's got his trade targets and his trade board, but a full article dedicated to exactly who is Chris Tanev, how does he play, what is he worth, worth a read. And uh, I, the Chris Russell one does feel like it's in neon Dean. I like him more than Chris Russell. I think he's a better version of Chris Russell, but they're the same type of player. And I think it's probably a reasonable baseline for a return. Shot blocker, blood and guts, heart and soul, whole heart and solar. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel your disappointment though. I, I, I feel that you're disappointed. You were, I, I don't think, no, I, that, it just feels a little conservative. That's all. Again, these are auctions, right? Yeah. And when you get two people that want the same asset, a price can go a lot higher than maybe what you'd think. It's uh, one of those things because there's so many trades every year. There's a case that can be built on either side. Like he yes. has Chris Russell and uh, Kulak and that. And then, yeah, like you said, like ben Chirot, whether or not Ben Sherratt was a success or failure, the trade still happened. Yes. And he's a better player this year than Ben Sherratt, even though he was way younger, was that year. And he's a better player than David Savard was when Tampa brought him in to be a third pair guy. He will play more minutes than David Savard did with the cup winning Tampa Bay Lightning, who got a first. So you can play both sides of it. And I, I it's what makes the deadline fascinating. Some years it's like, wow, you're getting that for that player. And other years like, wow, it's just a soft market. We don't know what it is yet. It, we'll, we'll see uh, the real offers come in in the next six weeks. I saw this on the weekend and I really enjoyed it. This was on Flames Twitter. Uh, if only they could just find a way to get a high pick. Can't believe Markstrom's doing that to them. <laughs> now, for those now, listening the... on the audio podcast, Dean, could you explain said uh, cartoon or graphic? Well, you have the flames at the top of the screen, and they're they're a body of water, a big, burgeoning, strong body of water. The reservoir, Dean. And then at the bottom is uh, Macklin Celebrini, who's expected to be the top pick, uh, in, in the top prospect coming into the draft. And then there's a big, concrete, strong dam that's holding back that body of water. And it just says Jacob on it. So basically, Markstrom is the only thing holding the Flames back from getting the number one pick or the top prospect. Yeah, it might be exaggerating a little, but a top five pick might be down in that can, valley. But if you're in the top five, what are your odds? Like, what Yeah, you got a chance, you got to cut in the lottery, right? Yeah. And the thing is, you finish dead last, there's still a better chance of you not picking first overall. Freaking Markstrom. Is that scattered? People should be booing at the dome. So uh, here's a breakaway for uh, Kachuk. Oh, big save, Mark. Boo! <laughs> what are you doing, dude? 
Now Kurashev had a breakaway. Boo! He stopped him again. Now Reichel moving in. Boo! Markstrom! Draft lottery! You're screwing us! <laughs> Either that or he's pumping up his trade value to maybe even something. That's right. Best of both worlds. You get something in the trade and then tumble. Tankaroo. You're going to love this. I probably, th I assume you've seen it, Dino. Rhett, probably not you. Um, Torts, we were saying it's been too pretty in Philly. It's been a nice run the last two weeks for Torts. Plays when and not doing the things that maybe you guys did really well. Are you the same guy we talked, I talked about? Was I, did I go at you the lot? Not answering any of your questions. <laughs> now remember, Cutter Goche was traded from Philly to Anaheim. He wouldn't talk to the brass of the Flyers when he was over at the World Juniors. They get uh, the young defenseman, Jamie Drysdale, back from Anaheim. Big swap of some mega prospects. And one of the reporters had said, maybe, just maybe, Kevin Hayes, who left, has been talking with Cutter Goche and saying, you don't want to play for Torts. And it was a totally debunked by anyone surrounding Kevin Hayes' camp. And Torts lost it on the guy. Well, that guy's trying to, he's got a job to do. Not much longer. You can't do your job. And sorry, Jack, do you have that video again? Because uh, I love the look on Torts's face. Because you can see it's kind of sinking in, and there's already that look of disgust in his face. He's not hearing a word of the question. It's like, you, hmm, it's you, isn't it? You son of a bitch. And not doing the things that maybe you guys did really well. Are you the same guy we talked? I talked about? Was I? Did I go at you the lot? Not answering any of your questions. <laughs> I mean, back, I don't know. Are you the same idiot? Are you back here again asking stupid questions? And he's, he's being polite. Up. He's like, I don't want him yeah. to speak for somebody else, but are you, was that, that was, yeah. you, you put yourself in, in Torts's head there. It's like, wait a minute. Is this that mf -er that, uh, is it? That just, uh, yeah, yeah. What are you the guy? Are you the one? I'm not answering. So, uh, Peter, what kind of reporting did you do down at uh, the the arena today? What what's the latest of the fight? Ah, uh, the the coach won't talk to me. Yeah, Anthony, how'd the job, uh, Pete? How'd the one on one go with Torts? Uh, not good. Yeah, yeah no, he's not. Good. Uh, he told not me to fall off. Yeah, not good. What about the UK? Okay, can't get a one on one. What about the press? Won't answer my questions. Yeah, he won't. He won't uh... <laughs> Made me happy. Guy? Are you the guy? Nadine, Dean, we all know you love sharks. Um, so let's go. Don't to the San this. Jose Sharks, one of your favorite color schemes. Uh, they've added the new jersey. Look at this That's little great. tweak on the logo. How many jerseys has this team had since coming into the league? I don't know. Is it more or less than other teams? I it's have no idea. It's just so many. It's just it's so it's many. Black is very prominent, Rhett. What do you think? It looks like the um, an AHL jersey. That's what I would say. It's Yeah, is that not what the Barracuda Worcester were? Sharks? What do we got here? It's great. It's whatever. Now, this is kind of neat. On the weekend, it was Detroit facing Vegas. Uh, the Wings got a big upset win. And have a look as Christian Fisher drives the net hard on this Andrew Kopp goal. I haven't seen this in ages. This is a classic old move. Oh, the old completely snows. <laughs> I believe it's Logan Thompson on this goal. Logan's from Calgary. Can't do that to Logan's that good is guy. a face full of snow. Good luck on uh, that cop shot. Well, you can't run the goalie. We know that. He'll get suspended. That's Did correct. you video that on your TV at home? Someone you, had this on the old Twitter. Did you use a, a bar of soap to record what that? Hell. I mean, we do, we do have video evidence. 
You've got a better version. We'd love to see it. Um, okay. Brown University. Former, uh, of course, uh, our favorite alumni or alumnus, as Rhett would say, is who from Brown? Curtis. Brown Bears. Who? Curtis. Curtis Brown. Went to Brown? That's incredible. Not, not Curtis. Well, he uh, Maybe he did. Garnet Hathaway. That was our boy. My now, brother Brown. got a letter from Brown as a youngster. What letter was it? Liked his game. Mm. An A grade. The the women's Brown team had a whale of a player. We, it's the first time I think we've had the, the, the women's Brown University team on, on the show. Let's have a peek. Sadly. Leaping <laughs> Michigan. And that's a pretty good pace. Oh. I'm waiting for the first person to do that, to come around the back of the net, grab the puck, and then go to whip it in the net and put it right in the netting. Fling! Above the net? <laughs> right out of play, two-minute minor, my, get in the box. My uh, thing is so, that yeah. person coming around the net, if they're doing that, their head is 100% down <laughs> staring at their stick. Yeah, drill time. And Wendell Clark is going to reemerge in somebody's mind. I'm putting this right in your sternum. Yes. What uh, would the Junior Sabres have to uh, say about such a play? Is that showing up the sport, or is that just a high-skill play? What was the score of the game? I I don't know if they had a a bug in the corner. What was it? Depends might have been a big goal. Are you like showing it up, or is it a, we is it a play? We were beating a team the other day, pretty good, Brett, and one I, of the boys tried it, and I did not approve. Didn't you say though, you the score, the way you coach, it's not about how, what the score is; it's about the over, just how your team plays the game in general. Yeah, but when you have a, you're up a whole bunch, you're going to rub it in and make clearly the team you're beating is not as good as you are. So you're going to start showboating by doing mm-hmm. trying. Fancy so it was one of no. your guys that did the Michigan. You yeah, tried, it? tried it. Yeah, we were way up, and this oh, kid tried boy. to do it. I'm like, no, 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 respect the game. That is kind of the discussion point on the Michigans. Is it showing up? Is it showboating, or is that just the same as? I think it's part of the game now. It's one hell of a play. It's. Yeah. I think that the the old man yelling at the clouds is going mm-hmm. to end because it's going to happen a whole bunch, and it's going. It's like well, that's Gretzky setting up behind the net the office yeah what would be worse for that kid on your team coming to the bench after trying it being when you're up by four or down by four you can't showboat you're showing up your opponent or what are we doing here if it goes in you're down for i don't think there's any problem i I guess so (laughs) who did we see so what was my other kid's team we were down to two or three and he had a breakaway, and he did try to go through the legs on the breakaway, and we're like, oh, "This is not time and place, Billy. Time and place." Yeah. Let's go to the ah, NFL, creativity. fellas. Let's One go. game left. I'm sorry about that. The good news is it's the game of the year. It is the Super Bowl. It is two weeks minus a day away, and it is a rematch: Kansas City against San Francisco. Oh, get excited, fellas! Look at this. Is this There's the game the- that was last year too? Uh, not last year, no. That was Philly. two years ago. Uh, I believe it was a couple of years ago. Yeah. Totally There's a uh, big save, Brock and Patty Mahomes. Oh, get excited! Get excited, Dean. Feb eleven. Feb eleven. How do we feel? We'll, we'll do our picks later. We don't. Don't worry about that. In terms of sex appeal, in terms of the matchup, are we happy? Because I don't know very that happy. it gets any better for storylines than these two. Very, very happy. Tons of sex appeal for sure. Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl. People are going to yeah. hate it. People are going to love it. 
And Brock, Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, just going to bring back Brady if you don't win, son. Yeah, game manager. Silence them. Silence them. Well, the, I was like, we're, Green Bay went in and almost beat San Fran. And yep. then Detroit went in and should have beat San Fran. They were up big in the first mm -hmm. half, yeah. Right? Like, poor Detroit. No. Do you what, say, what's our takeaway there? It's like, this is not the same old Lions. This is new. It's like, yeah, that's kind of a Lions-y thing that they would have done there. Wow. Good lead. I feel like Dan Campbell, for as good as he is at a lot of stuff, uh, he needs a guy on his hip that just does fourth down stuff for him. Everything else, just keep doing what you're doing. Oh, Antonio Brown. Stop, Stop Antonio. It. And that is the first time I've seen the hashtag CTESPN. <laughs> he is insane, Antonio Brown. It's tough with Campbell, right? Because he's done it all year, it's what he's done. It works, and it's like, this guy's got the biggest balls in the building, man. This guy's so good. You can't a win. To, a little hard to argue this. I mean, hmm. So if he doesn't do it, and the it's like, oh, look at this. He abandons what got him to the dance. If this was yeah. the regular season, like, he just can't win. And everyone's going to hindsight the shit out of you. If he, if he makes, he's a genius. If he doesn't, he's a complete moron, and it's... All he has is is that moment to make the decision. I just worry about when he goes through his decision-making tree, he talks about his feelings and his gut. doesn't feel like it's a calculated measurement. It doesn't need to be, but I'd put a man on that guy's hip that just does fourth down shit. I'm a Dan Campbell myself. I, I kind of like, I like Dan my gut. I love him. I think it's been great, but uh, he's going to get... I'm doing it my way, man. Who's this guy in my hip, man? Hey, geek! Get out of here. Give me a cola. Brandon Ayuk made the play of the game. A long pass bouncing off the helmet of a Lions defender. He then secures it and was marked down at the five, then caught the touchdown that followed that really swung the game in San Fran's uh, favor. I love this. This is the family post game. Brandon Ayuk, we got family right here. We got here. Mom and dad. What do you think of dad? Oh, man, what a game, what a game. He came up big at the nick of time, so we're so happy we're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's so good. It is good. We're going to the Super Bowl. We Dad's pumped. That's exciting. Uh, tickets are pretty expensive, Dad. I'm not sure. I'm checking on my phone as we speak. I'm going to say you're not going to find anything under 10K US. Let me know how it goes. And this will be probably the most expensive time. It's two weeks out. You know the teams, and people are going to try to set up travel. I don't think I'm going. Yeah, no, I wasn't expecting. Oh, it. prices have dropped since the bills got yeah, eliminated. Yeah, yeah. eighty four hundred. You're in the building. Oof. Yeah. Okay, so I was a little high. Maybe ten k Canadian. 10K Canadians. Well, there you Canadian. Go. Canadian. Oh wow, yeah, more than that. What a bargain. There's the numbers. Uh, if you didn't see it, uh, the line opened at two and a half for San Francisco, immediately dropped down to minus one as some money came in on Kansas City, which makes sense. That feels like it should be close. And uh, again, people were left asking yesterday, why did I bet against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs? It's got that Brady type feel. The team might feel not feel dominant, but again, some of us didn't. Some of us didn't. And what's impressive is it wasn't, it was un-Mahomesy, right? It was have to pull rabbits what, out of his hat. It was taking what was there. They give Purdy the shot about being a game manager. Was, wait, stop that. He was comment. game manager. It was 100% Mahomesy. He does what he has to do to win. Okay, yeah. that, don't take shots at his boy. And the D was sensational. I'm it saying it's more impressive. 
Is no. it wasn't about deal. I mean, the Valdez Scantling was a deep ball, here. but it was not. We're going to be patient. It looked like a team that was very comfortable in the spot. Yep. Whereas Baltimore, not so much. Not so much at all. Okay. Kansas City has looked. Sorry, just the last two road games. Oh, this team's never played on the road. They look just fine. They almost that they you know where they play on the road. Stadiums. You know what they play on the road? Super Bowls. Yeah, I know. And half their games every regular season. Yeah, I agree. So where's your just kind of heartstrings, even if you don't like either team or whatever? What are you wanting to see? The dynasty or the Niners with this Mr. Irrelevant kind of breaking through finally? That's a hell of a matchup. Brett, I feel like it's it's more if you're if I'm looking behind you and I see a Bills flag, there's gonna be a lot a lot of people wanting to see Mahomes fail. Oh, for sure. Buffalo. The people, yeah. I don't get that way about teams. I'm more interested, like Brady, for a while, I couldn't stand Brady and the arrogance. And then it was just like, well, I don't have to like him. I better effing respect him. Just got to respect him, yeah. Right? Like, this is this is phenomenal stuff. And I'm kind of getting to that point with Mahomes. I, was, I am. Clearly, I'm a Bills fan and this and that. But it's like, how can I disregard what this guy's doing as, a, as an athlete? Like, this is, is unbelievable. Six years as a starter. And four of the last five, they've been in the Super Bowl. Wow. It's and and the th I think I saw this one good 14 and three is his record in the playoffs. Oh, it's it's incredible. Yeah. Now, for guys like you and me, Rhett, we're gonna maybe we'll go to Vegas, maybe we won't. But if you're if you're those people, it's okay. So you've got San Francisco, Kansas City. We're making meat. What, what are we eating during oh, the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're having what rice aroni. And uh, yes, just because you have to, now. right? As you got to have rice to run, it's a San Francisco treat, and then you got Kansas City. Look at Ryan, he has no idea. Pinder might be too young to even know that. I know rice to run, I didn't get the San Fran thing. I thought it was, it was a Russia rice reference or something. No, oh, that's oh, the their ad. spell line forever. Rice or the San Francisco treat. It was there, that was the, always the whole thing. And what are you doing? You're doing what ribs, Kansas City? Is that the thing? I would think it's ribs, barbecue, barbecue, Kansas barbecue. Where do they do that that Highline chili? What city is that? Is that Kansas City? Highline. You Google it. You can carry on, Ryan, and we'll have the Highline chili update coming. Uh, so I got some really dumb shit like for you, boys. I'm very, very happy with the the shenanigans section of the Pinder Report today, and that's what usually happens over the weekend. We get bombarded with dumb shit. We get to sift through and find the best on a Monday. Let's start Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Okay. Let's start with Thank a you, brilliant photo. As noted in the tweet, this is a far side cartoon, but real life. As Dean, it looked like you'd had a in for another checkup with your eyes and you <laughs> no. nearly made it. Yeah, that's uh, that is far side for sure. For those that can't see this, it is a car that has gotten halfway through a wall. And of uh, what is the store? The, uh, it's vision center. Yeah, it's so. the uh, for eyeglasses and vision. <laughs> Break shop might have been the only other thing. That's In funny. fairness, it would it this person, man or woman, clearly needed to get there. They they almost made it. Yeah, it they should be close. going inside. Let's go to Sweden, where there looked like this is maybe like a Jasper level pond hockey tournament. They had refs for it, which is kind of cool to see. Love that. Love the Swedes. Boom in there. Beer in one hand and a dart in the same hand. <laughs> this, what a specimen. Love to see that. Oh, yeah. 
in fairness, it could be meanwhile in Saskatchewan, Alberta, yeah, Manitoba. Some vibes there, yeah. yeah, that's good. Have Just add schnapps. Better. Love it. Um, we had a reporter last week, your boy from Edmonton, I think, got piled up with that tobogganing accident. Ontario, but yep. Sure. And that was, uh, yeah, uh, sorry, I assumed it was Edmonton, the big hill there. Uh, that was a little embarrassing, but at least you know, pretty cool. This is next level, because when you're young, nothing more embarrassing than mom showing up. Is it because of the... This is my mom. Hold on. Uh-uh. Hi, baby! <laughs> I'm trying to work right now. You over there calling my phone. This is D'Angelo. You can say hi. And don't be holding up traffic because you got cars behind you. <laughs> Did you want to baby? Hi, baby. embarrassing me. I'm at work. I just oh, mom is so proud. Oh, so proud. She's so for just loop going around the block nonstop. He turns his head and you don't know what it is. And you're like, oh my gosh, like, is he in trouble? Is, Hi, is, baby. There, is there a criminal? He's like, oh no, this is my mom. <laughs> yeah, that's not what I was expecting. <laughs> Speaking uh, of not what you're expecting, because this one, I mean, you never know where they're going to go when it starts with a ladder in the video, Dean. Yeah, ever. Getting up on the roof here. Standing on the. Oh! oh! Wow! That was smooth. Why is he standing on the eaves? Yeah, you got to be smarter than that. That's your first ladder. Oh, oh my yeah. god! And plant sticks the landing. Nine point two with like huge things on his shoulder there, like massive two by eights. That's incredible. That is incredible. Cat-like reflexes, Red. I almost think it's AI. That's how good that is. It's like he planned it. Yeah. Why is the camera on, though? What's it like, uh, you know, to take the other side? Just happen uh, to have the camera rolling when you... Uh... In there. Security cam back door. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. See, I'm so uh, skeptical now. Now, when we go to the gym, we never know what's going to happen, especially if someone's got a lot of heavy weights. Let's check in at, uh, at your gym, Dean. Oh, ow. <laughs> Watch out. Ow. Uh, it might be too much. Oh, he gets it right in the chin, too, and then it falls on him. That is tough, man. Well, that first. So what is it that smacks him in the head? Is that the... Uh, so he's get, he grabs the barbell, and he's not the, evenly balanced, so it falls one way, and then it and then, tips back. Wow. And then bonk, right in yeah. the head. Oh, conky, yeah. and then it falls on him. <laughs> That's a triple whammy. Clunk. <laughs> Bang. Oh. Okay. Get, get that I like the ones where the guy actually does the lift and then passes out. Like he passes he out so hard. Monk. Yeah. And then the now bar comes some, down on his throat. I've done some Googling. There is a particular type of food called surströming, and it is uh it is fish in Sweden. But what's unique about it is it's fermented in salt water for uh, a significant amount of time before it's eaten. And Dean, it has a distinct rotten eggs type scent. Mm, here we go live. Disgusting. This is Dean and Rhett. They're trying surströming for the first time. Hold on. I can do it. I can do it, bro. You I can, can do, do it. it. No, no, it's a challenge. This is why it's called I know, a challenge. I know, I know. I'm trying to non vomit. It's already a miracle that I, uh, I can sit. 
close to gagging just from thinking about it that was for you oh bro bro no i bro i do it so if it's not squeamish stuff um we do have to go back to the staple of things that drive you nuts um looks like a very excited american tourist was on a boat somewhere tropical and one of your favorite animals came up dean There. Don't find our boat. Seen this shark right there. Don't find our boat. Damn it! Oh, oh, fuck. Oh, oh, oh my god, damn pinky! Oh. Fuck! Okay, okay. Bit off my goddamn pinky! Bit it off! <laughs> don't believe it though. Hey, Rhett. Don't 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 believe it. Now, how don't much is this finger in its mouth? I, you can't even blame don't the shark. Oh, damn it! Oh, oh, oh my goddamn pinky! Oh. Fuck! Okay. Kids are traumatized. This is not how it was supposed to go. You can hear the wife. She goes, <gasps> bit off my GD pinky. I, you almost can't blame pinky. the shark. It's like, hey, let me go. No, I'm not letting you go. Please, look, look I'm a shark. See this friggin' fin on my back? Yeah. I'm a shark, dude. I would let me go if I were you. No, I got to I guess, bring you in the boat or what? What are you doing? All right, it's pinky time, fucker. Oh, you're going to put your finger in my mouth. I'm a shark. And then he did the, the spin there. Immediately. Just reflex it. Into the blender. That's my pinky. I can't. I got really that pinky. What's the idiot doing though once the finger is in there and he's not reaching with the other hand going, this is desperation mode. Yeah, yeah. You're I'm done. going to have to commit here. You're done. That pinky and then what, they, what they didn't show you is the shark was like being all cocky afterwards. He's got his pinky in his mouth like a dart. It's like, oh, have I got your pinky over here? How you doing over there? Nice to see you. <laughs> Bad day, hey? Oh, did you want this? What was the point of that? <laughs> All right, that's your pin report, fellas. On a Monday. Brought to you by Village Honda, Northwest Automall Online, villagehonda.com. New in stock inventory on the ground. Start your automotive adventures at Village Honda, where new vehicle pricing is always MSRP. Sharks. Sharks, kangaroos. What else? Have, I mean, it's just... What are the staples of the uh, the Pinder report? Maybe well, kangaroos, big time. Yeah. Sharks. Boom's got it nailed down. Stay indoors. I want more of that surf throwing. We got to get you to try Stay that on air in Toronto nope. for the live nope. show. Yeah, there's lots no of Swedes there. Chance. We can find that. We can source no some surf throwing. Oh. Fermented for two months. Now fermented. 
Mm-hmm. What do we ferment? Like booze, right? Kimchi. Yeah. What do they do with that? Uh, the drink kombucha. What That's is that all? That's fermented. Yeah. Sörströming is a tinned fish from Sweden. It is fermented in a salty brine for two months before being sealed up and sold. The process of fermenting the fish creates a strong rotten egg smell. No. Why? Now this sir, because you get to, what surströming, whatever it is. That was not the intent the first time it was made. Somebody was trying to do like some salted cod or something and then mm-hmm. left it too long and forgot about it. I wonder if I can still eat it. <laughs> I no, just clicked the, on everything. No, this is what happened. They they had it on a boat. They were yeah. out in the ocean and they didn't know. They're trying to make sure they had food to get across the oceans and it got rotten and they're like, mm, yeah. this is the only shit we got left. Let's yeah. get drunk and eat it. Eat or die, boys. Eat or die. Rum and let's go. Get it in you. The uh, I've gone to look at images, and most of the pictures of it are next to people heaving, trying to eat it without barfing. I, this is legitimately a thing you try to do in you, Scandinavia. Have, have you ever smelled a rotten egg? It's not ideal. It's kind of like uh, you just stop once you you have that smell. I'm not going any further. I'm not, that's hideous. I'm done. I'm not touching it. I'm not smelling any more of it. And I'm certainly not as hell. I'm not eating it. People are so stupid. Between the shark and that. Yeah. Yeah. Ripped off my damn pinky. My goddamn pinky. Give that to the shark and keep your finger. That's that's what you do. That's a good trade right there. It is Monday time for another week. The daily face-off survivor pool with Wendy's SOG GAA PPG can make or break your week, but don't overlook the BPMM, the Wendy's Bacon Portobello Mushroom Melt. Sure, it may not help you win weekly prizes with Wendy's and Daily Face-Off Fantasy, but unlike your predictions, it never dis it, it, it just doesn't. It doesn't nope. disappoint. Just can you come back for more. Try your luck. But don't push it because the bacon portobello mushroom melt is back, but only for a limited time. And if you miss it, you will not get a second chance. Sign up today, right now, in fact, for the Daily Face-Off Survivor Pool. It's presented and sponsored by Wendy's and the Wendy's app. So you get in on Monday and you start your role Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And yeah, on the Wendy's app, you can be winning. You get points and there's bragging rights and all that with your buddies. But hey, you can spin that into actual points, the points into actual food at Wendy's. Come on now. Come on. Come on, I'm taking now. Johnny Gaudreau over a half point. Johnny to get a point today, and we'll move on tomorrow. Let's go, buddy. Ooh, that seems risky. Not There's a not a lot of options out there. Only two games tonight. And Johnny looked pretty I good see. in Calgary. All right. All right. He loves the dome. I mean, gosh. Did you have any more Wendy's on the weekend there, Rhett? In Just Raj? once. Just once. So you had the spicy chicken, and then what was the little throw-in? Just the Dave's double. Just a Dave's double. Standard. Look at Standard. this. So, boy, John. The BPMM goes really well with the BBB. I bet it does. I b- b- bet it does. Way to go, Dean. Oh, my God. Shut up. Wendy's. Bacon portobello mushroom melt. I might get one today. No. If I leave, if I leave the house, get, I might get one today. You'll get two. Be honest. Don't lie to us. 
Right you are, Ryan. Right you are. Will you get two of the same? Yes. Really? Limited time, Rhett. I guess. Come on, buddy. Limited time. The rest of the year I you can shit. have it down here. So. Really? Ever? VMM isn't in I the don't USA. Know if it's ever, but it, I didn't see it on the menu that day. I was sad. Mm. I have some concerns about that country. A lot of great things, but there's some very weird decisions. <sighs> so good. Is that okay. hard. So we've talked about that. I, you know, we haven't really talked about the football. How much of the football did you take in there uh, yesterday, uh, Retro? I listened to the first game uh, end, and I watched the first half of the second game, and then I kind of started to nod off. I feel for Detroit. Yeah. You Let's went in there, that. and you had such a huge lead. Such a huge lead. Just don't. And it was over. So that third quarter, it felt like the Lions never had the ball. Niners D did exactly what they had to. They immediately got the ball back to the offense, and it was just like, poof. Now San Francisco is in control. How quickly, this this lead that you have and you feel so, how quickly can we snuff that out? Yeah. Like that. And that was kind of the, okay. You've got a ways to go, I guess, Detroit. And this is why San Fran has been... (laughs) so strong and honestly it's it, it was two teams that i think are really good football teams that just wilted a little bit under the pressure and there's two teams that had been there before and they knew they just we could stick with this and still get there kansas city and san fran have been here before guys like a fair amount here I, like garoppolo took this team to a super bowl that tells you a lot about how good everyone else is on the field you know i don't know the like i said i don't know how to break down what the coaches changed or if they changed anything but if you're going into halftime and you're detroit you keep doing the same thing mm-hmm. if you're kc they're going okay we're going to change some things yeah san fran yes or part sorry yeah, yeah san fran we're going to change some things i still am amazed all the time at how these coaches change the schemes at halftime yeah and it Right, like it it's almost like they're they're saying, okay, they they knew what we had coming there. Now we have to adjust to what the wrinkles they're giving us on defense. Yes. Okay. So they're going to blanket Debo here. Well, now we got to find a way to get someone else involved, right? And then the players could execute, right? Well, the the players have to execute it. Yeah. But the impact that a coach and a coaching staff on an NFL game is completely different than an NHL game. Boy, yeah, well, you're resetting every three, four seconds, right? It's chess pieces on a board, whereas hockey, it's you throw the puck, it, it might go for two and a half minutes. You can't coach that. You can have some broad, overarching philosophies and structure, but like, it's like. And I get why people football. are questioning Campbell because you had a ch- basically that the first fourth down gamble felt like it's it just sparked the whole comeback, mm-hmm. and then once it's tied, t- get some points. Just get yep. some points. And I understand we need seven here. We're going to take this game back. We're going to wrestle this thing away. We're going to stop the bleeding, but then you don't, you don't get it. And you just give them more momentum. And I know that he says, I I don't regret anything. And I guess as a coach, he can't, but that felt like, especially after you've pissed away one fourth down, try let's get some points here and hang in this thing. Cause we're still right there as awful as this feels right now. We're still right there. Do you remember where they uh, were on the field for that one? It was, I mean, it was 
Around the 30? Or my Top of my head. I mean, yeah, it's it's field goal territory for yeah. sure. And then they showed the kicker. He's like, hmm. Probably would have liked a shot at that one, maybe. Get some points. Okay. Don't talk to me about kickers. Can't trust the bastards. No. All right. They're real good on the sidelines, so I can make that. <laughs> I would have made that one. So with that in mind, on Friday, we put uh, put in our Betway bets. Betway, the official gaming partner of Bard Burner. Bet the responsible way with Betway. Get the Betway app and uh, and play along. Only one game left. But, how, however, what a game it's going to be. The big game coming up in a couple weeks. I had Baltimore minus four and Detroit plus seven. Uh, late touchdown for Detroit, Tino. Save yeah. the bacon. Yeah. A little uh, backdoor cover for the Lions there at the plus seven. Baltimore, uh, yeah, regretted that one fairly early. As <laughs> Oh, the Chiefs, you know, Kelsey's too distracted with his girlfriend. Oh, his girlfriend, Taylor Swift. Oh, it's good. You looked focused yesterday. Didn't you look all right? How's that take aging, by the way? That Taylor Seen Swift okay? had him off his game as he now advances to the Super Bowl yeah, he's again. He's got to stop thinking about girls and start playing football. Hmm. Seems all pretty right. content. So there you go. One and one. 31 and 29, I guess, guarantees me a 500 record. Ooh, that's uh, better than 500, Dean. That is nothing to be ashamed about. Yeah, well, there's uh, retro. Ashamed about. Uh, Thought I had them both. Yeah. I thought you had them both too. And then the late points from Detroit. Same boat for me, Dino. I had the same picks as Rhett. We were pick pals. Nice. Pick buddies. Yeah. Look at this. Jacko, are you kidding me? Let's go. Over 500 from the depths of the seas. Jack, this is BS. What? what, what? He's not keeping track of his picks correctly. Oh, come on, Rhett. Are you accusing Jack of. Tell us about your picks and what. Remember how horseshit he was? Like he had one win and, like, what are you talking about? I wasn't last for a while. And then Pinder really slipped away after he switched it up from the. Are you been still doing that? I, I I lost eleven in a row. That was a yeah, tough but you know fight. what happened, right? Yeah. Pittsburgh out of the playoffs. No he, more picks to botch. All of his horseshit picks were gone when the Steelers were gone. It's totally I'm true. Sure, he had San Fran on Friday. Rhett, go review the tape and tell us the no, time code. We'll I said San Fran would win, but it would be a close game. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, if That's I was able to mark. do these graphics and stuff, I would be winning too. Do you want to take them over, Rhett? We'd hand that to you if you want. Mm. I don't have the skill set. Uh-huh. It's probably accurate. So there you go. Perfect week, Jack. Got a boy. And we so got two weeks to mull over the next pick. Congratulations, picks. Jack. Way to go. Way to go, Jack. So is everybody north of 500? Nope. Because everyone but Jack. One idiot. Jack, oh. Ugh. Five games under. <sighs> it's okay. It's not okay. Bet the responsible way with Betway. Get the Betway app on your phone, your tablet, your desktop, your laptop, and play along. All oh, the prop bets are going to be out in full swing. Ooh, right. mama. How long's the anthem? What color's the Gatorade? Yeah, yeah. What song is Nelly going to sing first? Nelly? That's oh, sure. halftime. Nelly's halftime? It's not Nelly. I literally thought they were the same human there for a while. Wow, okay. That's racist. No, just the music, the catalogs. I forgot. 
Well, Nelly's more of a rapper, right? I it's when we had that now, chat, like Nelly all ago, I was now? literally thinking about Nelly. You were thinking it was Nelly defending him so hard. I, I Usher, yeah, this is R and B. Oh my God, yeah, it's it's yeah. Usher with all of his dainty ballads. It's getting hot in here. That's what was going yeah, on. My country head. grammar like, going down, down, baby. What's we'll he talking about? Boom, boom, baby. You're gonna get it, but yeah, that's Nelly. That would be better than Usher. I will agree with you. And I so that wrong. that going back to that argument, isn't Usher the good dancer? Probably. Yeah. I guess so. That's not what you need. You got a thousand backup dancers at the Super Bowl. You need to be a good music. You need Keith some is. bangers. Yeah. Michael Jackson's a great dancer. Everyone Who's that? MJ. Michael oh, Jackson. Yeah. What about Jordan? What about that MJ? Do you think he's a good dancer? Jordan Jackson? Jermaine? Jermaine Franklin, good dancer? For sure. Absolutely. I've never seen yeah. him dance. I bet she's got oh, yeah. soft feet, light feet. Tuesdays at the uh, Broken Toys. Guy oh my God! Show guy really? Jermaine would put on a show. Mm. Yeah, Morgans. That's right. What a night that was. Two games tonight. What were you saying? Uh, yeah, just one actually tonight. Or just one tomorrow. night, one tonight. Because <clears> I'm, I was thinking about this. We're on the All Star break. There's no Monday Night Football. Get a little light. What are we possibly going? What are we possibly going to do this? I hate to put you in such a tough spot, Ryan, but with DoorDash, uh, we need to know because it's. I mean, that part's easy. That's the simple part. Ordering That's super right. easy. Just open the open the DoorDash app. Choose what you want from where you want when you want. It shows up at your door. And for a limited time, our listeners and viewers get twenty five percent off, zero delivery fees on your first order of fifteen dollars or more when you download the DoorDash app and put in promo code Nation twenty five Nation two five. So. The challenge is yours, Ryan. What's on the menu? Well, there's one place and one place only. We're going to go to Ottawa because nothing's more exciting than Ottawa on a Monday night. Is the Prime Minister doing something? I, I tend to stay away from that stuff. JT? We're going to hit Bearfax and then go to the Sense game against Nashville, and then we're going to go to Gatineau after and cross the bridge. That's some fun. Nice. That's our plan for tonight. Uh, and I, I would go to you, Dean. Uh, it is Monday. What's on tap for Raw tonight? Well, the Royal Rumble was held on the weekend. Oh. So Cody Rhodes has won back-to-back -back Rumbles. Last year, won the Rumble. That means you're going to WrestleMania. You're going to main event. Took on Roman Reigns. He was going to finish the story. Did not happen. Hearts were broken and crushed because Cody is trying to do what his dad never did, which is hold the WWF WWE Championship. The American who's, Dream. Who's Cody's dad, Pinder? Uh, Dusty Rhodes. There you go, Ryan. It's my son, Cody Rhodes. I'm the American dream. So, uh, yeah, it looked, it was down to a, a final four. Gunter was in there. We had uh, Not a CM, Gunter. CM Punk was in. Mm. Gunter might be the longest, I think he is the longest reigning Intercontinental champ. Anywho, uh, was not going to be Punk. No. It is... Uh, Cody Rhodes, who is off to WrestleMania, and it's kind of different this year. They're like, so who's going to face? Because you have uh, Roman, who's the undisputed, the Universal Champ, and then you've got the the other champion, who is Seth Rollins. It's a couple belts. There's a few, maybe a few too many belts. Anyway, uh, Cody <laughs> pointed up to the he pointed up to one of the suites where Roman, along with uh, the Wise Man Paul Heyman, they were watching to see who might be the opponent. Cody pointed at the WrestleMania side and said, yeah, I'm going. And then turned 
and pointed at the skybox and pointed to Roman, who looked rather shaken. Looked rather shaken. Now, Roman also earlier in the night won a fatal four-way match with some help from Solo Sokoa. <laughs> some outside death. interference from Solo Sokoa. Again, it's the bloodline, Ryan. The bloodline. It just seems like... The, How's Roman going to win this time? What kind of outside interference is it going to be? Peter. You had uh, L.A. Knight was in there. It was. It was. How's your boy L.A. Knight? Don't don't stop now. He. Uh, well, he's he's lost a couple times now to mm. uh, to Roman, but he has to feel as though because he got jobbed last time. He has to think as this is. This might be the opportunity that he had. Maybe it's slipped because we don't know what now is up for him. At WrestleMania, yeah. you've got the return of Randy Orton. We don't know what Randy Orton's going to be doing. But The Rock, he just showed up like a month ago. Well, that's what everybody's saying. If we're going to have The Rock, what's he going to do? Very quiet. Very quiet on The Rock front. There's some thought now that maybe he's not going to be at WrestleMania to sit at the head of the table. And or so on, they want you to believe. Dean. And take on the uh, the tribal chief. So I, I can gonna guess happen. you're going to be watching not the Ottawa Senators. I know. Well, it's the it's the raw after a, uh, a premium live event, Ryan. It's the, no, it's the first event. What are we going to see tonight? Now you said Royal Rumble. Is there any particular format that's unique to Royal Rumble, or is it just a massive slate of awesome? I'm glad you asked. That's a great question. I'm glad you Thank asked. You. Yeah, yeah. Behind closed doors, there is a drawing. Thirty wrestlers. Everybody gets a number. The yep. fans have no idea who it's going to be. We're going to start the rumble. Boom. Who's the first one out? Jay Uso. He comes out to the rank for number one. Who's he going to be? Who's it going to be? Bang. Number two, his brother, Jimmy Uso. Comes oh, out. what are the odds? Now they used Jeez. to be undisputed tag team champions, Raw SmackDown tag team champions forever. Some may say the greatest, inter the greatest tag team champions of all time, but now they're at odds. Now the two brothers, twin brothers, in fact, their Twins. dad was Rikishi. Did you know this? Oh, Rikishi's kids? It's Rikishi's boys. That's awesome. Yeah. So they had, to, so then 90 seconds after that, they counted down five, four, three, two, well, from 10. Anyway, then the third person comes out. 90 seconds later, the fourth, then the fifth. So you could have a, it's chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The it's winner, kind of the, yeah. the winner, the last man standing. And you throw, it's like a, it's like a battle royal, not a pinfall over the top rope. Feet have to touch the ground outside okay. the ring. Yep. And uh, it's a trip to WrestleMania to take on the champion that's on the line. So huge stakes, huge stakes. That's getting drawn 32nd. That's the primo, primo spot. Do you remember yeah. who that was? That was uh, Sami Zayn, Montreal's right. own. Mm -hmm. And Sami made it to the final six, I think, but then he got tossed. And <laughs> Drew McIntyre was in there and he got tossed. <sighs> was there someone Why don't, that started hey, Rhett, early that just lasted forever but just couldn't get there? Uh, the first five guys hanging around at the end or no? Well, last year, Gunter was the first in. He was in there for over an hour, like an hour 15 or something. Unbelievable, the stamina and the cardio that you need. Um, Rhett's frozen, unfortunately. No, can he's you not. Hear, can you hear us, you Rhett? Talk. Are you there? No, no. I can talk. hear you. <laughs> hey, Rhett, why do you hate Gunther? Don't give me I that face, Rhett. I don't know. It's just, I just... There's other people that are better, and I've got it figured out. The Rock is going to come back to help. Uh, was it Cody? You said, yeah, yeah. He's going to be Cody's bloodline, and he's going to interfere in that match against take yeah. down Roman. Roman Reigns. Hmm. Is there another main event like a, a big 
pay-per-view showcase before WrestleMania, or is there, are we straight to WrestleMania now, Dean? I know there's one more. It's the uh, Elimination Chamber. That'll be coming up. So one more premium live event prior to WrestleMania 40 at Lincoln Financial in Philadelphia. And of course, that's a big setup because they do the Thursday, then they got the Sunday, they get the Monday after. That's, that's, right. that's all in Philly. Is that right, You've Dean? got the Friday. It's the SmackDown prior to, plus the Hall of Fame. And then on Saturday is night one. It's a two-day event. Night one of WrestleMania Saturday, night two on Sunday, and then the Raw, the Raw after WrestleMania, yeah. which is one of the it's one of the most anticipated Raws of the calendar year. The Monday after WrestleMania is over. We'll see you there. Get the DoorDash app. It's that easy. And for a limited time. Our listeners get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more with the promo code NATION25. NATION25. What are we going to do about the uh, the internet, Red? I don't think it's the internet. It's the computer. What are we going to do about the computer? What are we going to do about the computer, Red? I've got great internet connection. I don't know. Maybe my... Is there the video card? Maybe I need to update. You need more RAM? I don't know. Do you more RAM in there? Do you think the uh, the OnlyFans could move to the afternoon shoot, or what if the time change is not, not going to work? They don't know. The live event ended already. The premium <laughs> live event? Because <laughs> I'm not sure what's happened, but it's now daily where you're freezing multiple times. I was going to close. I was going to hang up because three strikes, you're out. That was the third time. I don't. For, who? for us or for you? Everybody. Yeah. So is that Can how we it hang goes? Up on just... you? Or what? How does this work? When your shit doesn't work, you get to just leave the show. Is that how? I. We should tell the people to run the operations to send me some new gear. Mm. It's the commitment. I'll I'll the, pick it up. Right? I'll pick Give it up on. Uh, on Wednesday in Toronto. I'll in be McCall honest. Yeah. I didn't watch the game. I I would look into this, but I but I don't I haven't and I won't and I wouldn't know what to do anyway. <laughs> it's the commitment to the to the project that uh that you have to respect and admire. Hey, if you're looking for a deep insider, I think probably you're gonna have to yeah. call Frank. We had Frank today. It was very we good. We did have Frank. Frank yes. yeah. If you missed that, you make got, sure you press You know what? I noticed Frank was getting annoyed because you two idiots wouldn't shut up. That's what we do. Well, if we stop talking, the show stops. No, no, no. You have a guest on, and you talked to each other for the 12 minutes of the time. Oh, okay. Well, it, that does make you a good host, then, because you don't get in on those guest interviews. You stay you right out of the way. The way. Yeah. You don't get in the way. That's true. That's why you have guests on. So tomorrow, what are we doing on Tuesdays? There's no Flames game to talk about. I, well, thought it was, they, I thought we were off all week. Hence not watching the game on Saturday. Okay, it's all coming together now. <laughs> no, I didn't watch the game because it was a terrible game. It was a terrible game. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. I skimmed. Let's say I skimmed. I'm sure you sat down Saturday night and didn't miss a minute, Dean. Yeah, yeah. No, no I was glued to it. <laughs> I It was supposed to be Cammy and, and Kent doing Afterburner, and then she ran into some issues and wasn't feeling great. I'm like, I'll just do it, oh. Cammy. T's and P's. How's I know Kenny? she'll be good. She'll be good. We just need to, she needs another couple days. It's kind of like Markstrom. Just give her another couple, the next couple of games. She'll be, well, she'll she's be good. She's got 10. And luckily, exactly. Yeah, right in the all-star break. Why not just that one extra? Just one extra to get another week and a half. There you go. And uh, yeah, if I wasn't forced to watch that thing, that would not have aged well. It would have been like, nope. 
And the thing of it is, was there any part of your mind on Saturday or leading up to it, especially after you watched the game against Columbus, that this was going to be a good game? No. This is going to be just a crawl to the finish. But may have been one of the hottest tickets going into the season. Goddard. Goddard. Yeah. Kids brokenhearted everywhere. First visit. Only visit this year, I believe, too. Yes, they would be pissed. So, Rhett... You were bang on on this. Two big games then. Ugh, don't like it. Mm-hmm. Did a break coming back? I can throw the sked at you, but I almost I just in terms of now. Trade rumors, trades close. It's February. It's the dog days. They seem to be well back of a of a playoff spot. Now what do you expect from these guys when they come back? Not a lot. I think they're I think that this is a team that has a tendency to be able to pack it in, and you're seeing it a little bit again. And I, I, I'm not going to be completely surprised if there's changes before they do come back. And even if there isn't, I think they're smart enough to know the the they rumors what we true. see. We're not that good, mm-hmm. and probably we're not going to be together for long. When they followed that four-game winning streak with a four-game losing skid, I think um, they're not oblivious to their surroundings. They understand that uh, if you'd taken three of four in that next four, we can believe for sure. Even five hundred or you had a six-game stand four and two, but yes, six-game homestand to win. continue on a great six-eight week period. Mm-hmm. And you reverted. <laughs> you went in the wrong direction. They come back, and just to refresh everyone's memory, if it needs it, first game it's a it's a four game trip when they come back. They're in Boston, then New Jersey, mm-hmm. then the Islanders, and then the Rangers. Ooh. So that's four good teams. Maybe we'll see what the Islanders are under Patty Roy here. Maybe that's what they need. You're going to be more focused. You're not just coming back to lay at home, and you're on. The, I, but I don't know. Those are pretty teams, Boston. Obviously. What's the tra- traditionally? I don't think the Flames have been good coming back from these big breaks either. Now there's last year was the New York game. Remember that where Truba hit a couple guys. There was a bunch of fights and everyone's yeah, like, "This will be the turning point. This will be the turning point." Yeah. And then Rasmus got hit by a truck, and it was like, "No, this isn't the turning point." There's well, and more. the turning point was the fact that Truba ran one of your guys, and you yeah. kind of responded. Yeah, and look, they they could have not responded. You like that they did respond, but they ended up, I think, losing that in extra time or something. But um, yeah, we kept waiting for the turning point last year. There never was one. I think it was Lafreniere scored the winner. Laffy. Memory serves. So yeah, it's it's going it's going to be an interesting watch. I would love to it, like if they did do a little piece of business over the All Star break. I think that would be superb, not just for us on the content side, but you've talked about it. There's a lot of moves that Connie wants to get done here. If you can get someone right to that level of okay, I'll accept the deal if it's in this band. Get that done. Get it off your plate. Palche up. Also, yeah, like we had said, if you got if you got all these guys in Shillington, and that, that'd be be something. Now, AJ Greer, it is as bad as we anticipated. Yep. Long term, is yeah. there enough time for him to come back where he might get you something in a in a trade, or has that he'll, ship sailed? He'll still be hurt at the deadline, and maybe he's a throw in on a bigger deal. But I don't know what kind of GM is going to give you an asset for a guy recovering from a broken foot slash ankle, whatever they're calling it. Yeah. Um, He's probably a 13th forward on a cup contending team. That's what he was in Boston. That's why he was on waivers. 
I consider him an asset that even if you don't trade him, you can probably sign him. And I don't know that it's the end of the world. I don't bring him back anymore. on a one year deal, trade him Cheap. next year. Yeah. Yeah. Cheap as what though, Rhett? Chips, Dean. Borscht. And actually, to speak of chips, what a load of horse shit I had to deal with on Saturday night. I went looking for chips and dip. Super couldn't Bowl, find two it. weeks. Couldn't find it. any dip. Of course, I found really? chips. So I had to eat chips plain. Oh, look what your life's happy to. birthday! Rhett. Did you did happy you have plain? Birthday. You you had plain like ripple chips? No, I bought sour cream. Okay, and, you know, the whatever the cheddar sour, sour cream sour. onion. No cheddar sour cream. Oh yeah, but still, I wanted chips and dip. Is it a buffalo thing? Well, it no, might be a shoveler just, shirking was, her duties it, thing. It, it was the store I was in. Like, did you go to another store? That's, no. That's a lot, eh? How was your birthday, buddy? Oh, epic! Yeah, a big go back game. and forth to Rochester, Listen. and there and back, and then back. And I had a piece of cake, so that was good. Good cake. I got a. I got my. Uh, the uh, heated vest, jackety thing. So, jackety thing. Yeah. Is, so, uh, oh, you throw that out like we all know exactly what you're talking about. What, what you is it? It's the a, heated vest. You don't know what a heated vest is. Mm -mm. It's for like ski equipment for when it's it was really cold. Minus a thousand in Alberta, and you don't know what a heated jacket is. Do you put some batteries in it? Some it has batteries. A rechargeable battery. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Plug in your vest. Yeah. I'm so is it just on on this part your your mm -hmm. torso back belly? Because mm -hmm. are socks that are very popular now. Yeah, because I'd worry talk about Lou uh, about that. But pit sweat if it was done. No, Ooh, I'm on. warm everywhere else, but man, I'm my pits are running here. No, not ideal. So good for well, that's nice. I'm sorry to hear about the dip thing though. I am too. Mm. What well, caused a lot of stress? Perfect world. What kind of dip were you? Were oh, you down here, uh, uh, the French onion. They don't have the dill pickle, and they don't have the variety. Really? They got a real. They got. Where a, did you move to? Get they got a there. hell of a what are you good doing? French onion. You got get the hell out of there, retro. Jeez, pack your shit and this. get out of there. No dill dip. Team can't win in the playoffs. No roof in the building. Colder than the hubs of hell, and no dip. Ten feet of snow. Jeez. Oh, snow's almost gone. It was raining on the weekend. It probably means you're due for more snow. Go get yourself some dip today. Couldn't do that. Treat Go yourself. do it today. Treat okay. yourself. That's right. Okay. That'll do it. Thanks for uh, being a part of it, everybody. Enjoy raw tonight, Dean. I didn't realize that. That's can you let? One. Yeah, I know. And can you let me know for real about what's expected this week as far as? Uh... Yeah, I don't know that. Um... Well, here's the th as you know, if you ask, you know what the answer is going to be. Well, yeah, if you could dress uh, collared shirts, um, something nice, if you could do that. So using the Warner, if you don't ask, then, right? I didn't get the email, Dean. That's right. It's not on your phone. Didn't get the email. Computer doesn't work, and I don't have it on my phone. What am I supposed what to do? What am I? Who's not his fault? Who's to blame? Who's to blame? Who's to That'll do it. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Support Adios. the sponsors. Be good to each other, all right? See you, buddies.
you're a Shark Tank fan or business junkie, check out the podcast, Another Bite. Each week, Another Bite breaks down the biggest success stories and most disastrous failures to come out of Shark Tank. The hosts break down each company's pitch, analyze the deals that were or weren't made, and answer the million-dollar question, are they still a company? Whether you're an entrepreneur looking for tips or a Shark Tank fan that just wants to relive the drama, Another Bite's your deep dive into the world of Shark Tank. Just search for Another Bite in your favorite podcast app, like the one you're listening to right now.